Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jack star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. I said just a minute ago, is there anything crazy going on? Because I might have missed a few things. I was off the phone at high school media day. Kuz's first thing, C.J. McCollum. Three <laughs> years, $100 million. Who? Who? For, for the Trailblazers? Is it? Where's he going? I didn't see the news. No, he's staying. For the Trailblazers? Yeah, he resigned. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Big news. Breaking it's, news. Kuz, it's late July. We don't talk basketball. That's big. They're on the show. Fred, this is, this is C.J. McCollum. This is... Arguably the second best to third best player on the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, definitely second. Uh, when uh, Yusuf Nurchic, whatever that dude's name is, when he's no, healthy. Okay. He's, he's up there, but I would say he's number two. Okay. All right. I guess. <laughs> now that we got By that way, settled. Yannick Ngakwe is looking at that three years, $100 million deal and being like, really? We can't get anything done? <laughs> three years, $100 million for CJ McCollum? Played the wrong sport, man. Played the wrong sport. Hey everybody, welcome in. Brent Mortno, Austin Lane. Coos is here. It's been a busy day. This is one it of the busiest days. It's always like uh, when you target the, the fall from a planning standpoint, it's a busy day. And uh, hats off to Stuart Weber and Marcel Robinson. They do uh, a lot of it. But our high school coverage uh, really kicked off this morning with uh, Baker Sports Media Day over at UNF Arena. Uh, Josh Baker and everybody at Baker Sports does a fantastic job uh, with this. Man, really a cool deal uh, with all the high school kids getting a chance to uh, you know, be interviewed, be in the same place, kind of mingle a little bit with some of the guys they know or haven't met and meet some of the other uh, players from some of the teams. And I mean, just think about it. This is how talent-rich the area is. We did a two-and-a-half-hour webcast this morning on Action News Jackson. Uh, we shared it on the Facebook page on ESPN 690. If you want to go back and see it and any of the high school kids and parents and grandparents and coaches, uh, anybody that likes high school football, uh, you should go watch it. We had some fun with a lot of the, the coaches and kids out there. We didn't get everybody, by the way. It was whoever stops by yeah. in that two-and-a-half hours. And then Stuart Weber had his own little set where he interviewed everybody else that wanted to stop by or was in the vicinity. So uh, it's a little bit of everything that will unveil over the next few days, weeks, and months. But think about the talent in this area. And we had Fred Davis going to Clemson. He's a five-star defensive back. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Chance Williams, uh, defensive end slash linebacker out of Oak Leaf, going to Miami. We had Carson Beck, uh, quarterback, going to Georgia. We had Jeff Sims, quarterback, going to Florida State. I know I'm missing some more, uh, but that's at least gives you an idea of who we had on and, and who these guys are stopping in. And then we have some great stories like uh, tight end from uh, Simon Brackens, I believe it is, from Bowles. He's going to Princeton uh, as a tight Dang, end and okay. play some football for Princeton. Little Ivy League. Yeah, man. So it's it's really a, a cool day, cool event. And it just punches home how big high school football is around here. So sure. uh, salute to that. We'll probably talk Stuart Weber. We'll probably stop by. Uh, he's busy down in the sports office on the TV side right now, uh, kind of going through all that. But uh, we'll invite him up, talk a little high school football. And we did make a bit of an announcement today. Uh, and we always have on our Friday Night Blitz, we do a game of the week. Mm. And so what we do is we have – People vote on our high school game of the week. You know, we give four options and then people vote. Well, this year we're going to do it a little bit different. We picked the game of the week and we're going to try to make it a bigger deal than we ever have. And we usually make it a pretty big deal, but we're going to make it bigger. And on top of that, we are going to broadcast that game of the week that we're doing on uh, the TV side here on ESPN 690. 
So uh, you can hear it on the radio and all the different platforms. You can hear the audio. I'm not saying you'll see the, the actual game visually, but even if you wanted to go on Facebook or uh, YouTube, you'll be able to hear the audio if you can't get to an AM radio uh, on a Friday night. And we're going to bounce around all different counties, southeast Georgia, northeast Florida. I think in our first five games, we hit five different counties in the area, which is pretty cool. I'm going to be honest. If I was a high school kid, I would definitely say I'm, I'm playing ESPN. Even though it's ESPN 690 That's radio, right. but it doesn't matter. All you yeah. got to say is I'm playing on ESPN. There's no even Check though. There's out. no but right well, there. There's okay, there it is. ESPN. Yeah. That's well, it. Well, Brent, when I'm in public and I say I work for ESPN, uh, sometimes people ask me, is there a but after that? You know, like <laughs> ESPN as in Connecticut. Well, no, ESPN 690 in Jacksonville, but same thing. There you go. Yeah. There's that but again. Uh, I'll have the play-by-play on the Friday nights. Uh, for the most part, Stuart Weber will fill in a couple times if necessary. And uh, Kevin Sullivan, former coach at Atlantic Coast, Jackson. Uh, also, Ed White, most recently, a Hall of Famer in the state of Florida. He's going to be our color analyst and uh, and join us on the uh, radio broadcast. So we're excited about it. He's excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's the news. Remember, everybody said, well, what news? What news? Well, we said we'll tell that, you this morning. That's the did. news. So that was the news. And uh, it's fun because, it, it, to me, when we start this radio station, it's all about that Action Sports Jacks brand and what we're able to do, TV on CBS 47, Fox 30, digitally on all the platforms that we're already on and on the radio side. And we get to grow that Action Sports Jacks brand uh, for the consumer and sports fan here in the area, but also kind of have a real regional feel to it. And I think high school will be a great example of that because we'll be able to uh, marry up our uh, game of the week uh, with the the radio call and also celebrate it on TV on the Friday Night Blitz. So anyway, uh, looking forward to it. We'll have some more high school talk coming up uh, in just a bit. You were out at camp today. I was yeah. at the high school, so I wasn't at camp. Yeah, don't I, worry. I'll I hold hate, it down for the both of us. I hate missing camp. I yeah. absolutely hate it. Like there's yeah. an emptiness inside of me yeah. because uh, I missed today's camp. But yeah. uh, no pads. I was a little surprised. No pads. No there were uppers and everything. I was a little surprised as well getting that day off. Usually when you get the day off, you come back and you hit the ground running wearing full pads. That wasn't the case today. I think one would assume that full pads will be tomorrow then. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. Uh, I went out to that practice, and I left a little pissed off. And do you know why? Really? Yeah, and this is the first time I've said leaving a practice. I left a little pissed off because now my fantasy wide receiver rankings are out the window, Brent. Oh. Um, you know I was talking about Chris Conley. Like DJ Chark. You know that, yeah, he seems to be the talk of uh, the talk of today, and for good reason. You know, that was um, a heck of a catch in the back of the end zone. Well, I saw. he had a couple catches actually. I mean, you might have saw one. There's a, there's a few where uh, he extended the end zone and made the grab. Uh, he was feasting today, as as the kids would say. Um, Foles was definitely uh, looking his way the entire time, and um, hopefully he can keep that up. But and listen, I understand it's you know it's week two of training camp, so let's let's throttle down a little bit here, Austin. But I'm just saying, from what I saw today, the separation, the speed, um, the knack to get the football, uh, he stood out to me in a really big way. You know, I had a big day. Why is that? Because I talked to him yesterday. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Were you little, were you getting in his ear a little bit? Called, let him know. It was called the Brent bump. Okay, the Brent yeah. bump. We had him on the, you know, we had a one-on-one with him yesterday yeah. here on the program. So. Sure. That's got a little motivation. A little, a little motivation. I'm let glad him know to do up. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just think how well Ramsey's played over the last couple of years. It's a good point. It's the I Brent mean, bump. <laughs> it's the Brent bump as he blocks Brent from Twitter. It is the Brent <laughs> bump, or, 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 it's, or it's the Brent block, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, but also, uh, and also the big story of the day was, 
Quincy Williams um, yeah. getting some uh, getting some props from Doug Marone. Doug Marone quoted saying that he uh, sees Quincy Williams as the fastest player on the field as soon as the ball is snapped. Yeah, we'll get that quote a little bit later yeah. because the full context. Because he even said, "What receivers aren't going to be happy about that?" D.D. Westbrook not happy. Yeah, he, uh, he. I think he even went on Twitter. Like, that's funny. Guys have really been tweeting a lot from training camp. It seems like this year. You know, they've been kind of low key and chill, unless you're Yannick Ngakwe and tweeting <laughs> about the contract. But for the most part, I feel like the guys around the team haven't been tweeting as much. But all of a sudden, Didi Westbrook is now tweeting. Um, you know, I guess trying to uh, trying to go against what Marone said, saying how Quincy Williams is now the fastest player after the ball is snapped. So. There is some animosity built up there. Yeah, I like the inner competition. But here, I have a, an outside thought on that, and I wasn't there for Doug Marone. I heard sure. him say it, and I went back and looked at it. But um, do you think that it was at all a bit of a shot at Telvin Smith to say, hey, you're replaceable? And, and, and now, listen, this, there's no reason to really take a shot at Telvin Smith right now. Yeah. Because it's not like he's the one sitting out, hold out, contract, you know, all that stuff. He's not playing. I mean, mm-hmm. he said he's not playing. So there's no real need for it. But it is a big question mark who takes, who fills his shoes. I Do you think that was a little bit, even if it's yeah. not a jab at him, is it an inner jab? I mean, not inner jab. Is it an inner sense of motivation? Yes. To like a message through the media to say to the rest of that locker room, listen, we got confidence in this guy. We don't yeah. worry about Telvin and those hundred tackles and all. You guys keep hoping that he comes back. Don't worry about that. We got a guy that we can fly around the ball too. Is it? Is there that's, any message there? That's more what I was leaning towards, uh, as opposed to the first one you gave example to, where it was a jab at Telvin. I honestly don't think the team's really concerned about Telvin in that way because they understand he's not going to play this year. So there, there's no sense in you know going cryptic and throwing these jabs at him uh, during press conferences. I think sorry, Jalen. I, I, I think it was more uh, used to you. Know, Know, try to m- m- motivate Quincy uh, w- you know, w- Williams a little bit and basically just saying that you know he is the fastest guy on the field because when Quincy Williams was coming out of college, the one thing we all talked about was his knack for the football. You know, the, the guy doesn't slow down. He throttles through the tackle. He actually embraces the contact. And I think that's starting to transfer now to the NFL and the way he's showing out at training camp. So um, it might have been a little motivation to, to Quincy Williams just to, you know, to kind of give him a pat on the back saying you're doing a good job. Just uh, keep going on the course here and you're going to be fine because we are counting on you to be a, a big-time playmaker this year. And this is coming from the guy who – the third round pick from Murray State when the Jaguars selected him, everyone was saying how it was a bad pick and people were so against that that choice. Um, so yeah, it's good to see that the coach has his back, if nothing else. But at the same time, I think it's a testament to, I think Quincy Williams is going to be the real deal. Well, listen, he's not going to have the knowledge base and the experience Telvin Smith would have in that position. But mm-hmm. if he does fly around, like Doug Marone saying, yeah. and if he's fast like that at this level, well, he's a way more physical player than Telvin Smith. Mm-hmm. Way more physical at that linebacker spot. I mean, just naturally, that's part of his tool set. Yeah. You know, that wasn't part of Telvin's. Yeah. I mean, and that's not a knock on Telvin. It's just Telvin weighed 215 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wouldn't go knock your head off. Yeah. And this guy, his MO is he wants to go knock your head off. So if he's flying around on top of that, I think it's a really good sign uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars and maybe the faith they have in that position. I will say there are a few people that I can remember in recent memory outside of running backs because running backs you can't wait to get the pads on, right? Mm. But there are a few people that have been talked about for at, at this length that they couldn't wait to see him when he had the pads on. Yeah. And Quincy Williams fits that. That's all anybody said for the last few months leading into this camp is 
Wait till you see you gets when he gets the pads on. Yeah. You can't wait. And we kind of say that about everybody to see if they're any good. That yeah. wasn't like that with Quincy. That was more like I can't wait to see him because he can't wait to hit. Absolutely. And so next week in Baltimore, I think, will be a really interesting time. I'll tell you what was really cool to see at practice, too. I actually talked to Todd Wash a little bit, Coach ah, yeah. Wash today, yeah. which I haven't really talked to, had a conversation with him since I got cut. So it was good to kind of give him a hug a little bit, man, and say what's uh, up to him and uh, kind of catch up a little bit. I so that was details. cool. I want details. Okay. I want details. All and right. what if I told you that a deal isn't going to get done? For Yannick Ngakwe, would you believe me? Mm, I, I'm kind of leaning towards that now, too. Yeah, it's the way it seems like. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. And your conversation with Todd Wash, I'm intrigued. Did you ask him to it play? It wasn't a long Did conversation. Did you ask him to change the defense? <laughs> I want to know the inside scoop. I'm playing Next time ESPN 690. What you see is as soon as the mistake's made, boom, recognize, oh, that, i got to do that better. That, that's important, you know, because you're going to go through those types of pains. No one's going to go out there and not make any mistakes and not do anything. And I know a lot of guys on the team are going to get pissed at me for saying this, but really when you, when the ball snapped, and, and I, I think he might be the fastest player on our on our football field right now. You know, I mean, he is fast. I know Didi will be pissed. There will be a lot of the receivers that will be pissed off. That's Doug Marone this morning. And he knew what he was walking into. He was walking into his own beehive. Yeah, but also at the same was time. Was that intentional well, along the way? Well, I mean, come and on. I just thought about this, though. You're not doing Quincy Williams any favor because now you're going to have D.D. Westbrook, <laughs> D.J. Chuck, whoever else is one of the speeches on the team, come up to Quincy and be like, hey, after practice, set him up 40-yard dash and run it. Right now, walkthrough just ended, and there's like a $100 bet. Actually, yeah. it's probably $1,000 bets going on. And that's and the last thing dash. Quincy wants to do. He's just trying to, trying to learn the defense, learn the scheme and everything. And now he's got to worry about doing 40-yard dashes like it's something out of Friday after. Or no, what's that movie? Uh any given Sunday, any yeah, Sunday. Friday after next, hello. Uh, but, yeah, man, so maybe you didn't really do Quincy any favors by saying he's the fastest guy on the team. All right, here's the deal. we got a couple media things to take care of and then a Yannick Ngakwe update, including Twitter with some music. Um, you, you're, you're a reporter now. You're, like, in the media. Yeah. Right. I mean, do yeah. you consider? Have you? Have you? Um, has that sunk in yet? Have no. you allowed Are you yourself me? to no. go there yet? No. No. Like no, I know no, you no. still think you're the guy that goes out to practice, and Rod should come over with a water bottle and spray some no. water in. Hey, look, look who's talking. We've been out to practice twice now, and Brent goes, "Hey, let me get some water from somebody. I don't know who the guy was. One of the interns from the from the Jaguars. You're like, let me get some water. <laughs> and, then, and then they bring you water, guy. And then they bring you water. Well, will you bring your own water, man? I have a 64 ounce jug here, just equipped for hydration. And you make some poor intern go get you water, Brent. But anyways, keep going. <laughs> He's though. not an intern. Number one, it was just a nice gesture. And secondly, as you brought up water, I can't find mine. It's somewhere in the building, and I'm not happy. Well, about I'm sure it. if you call an intern, you can come get yeah, it for you. Maybe I can't do yeah. it. Interns, we must have somebody. We need to get an intern in here. Hey, Coos, can you go find my water? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for cutting you off, though, uh, but anyway. But anyway, so you have not fully acknowledged that you're in the media. Not even close. But Austin's been doing these interviews. So mm. go ahead. Share the story. Oh, so now so you, tell the story. you got to tell the story. This was, this was supposed to be uh, confidential. Yeah, and it's not. It was told, told you in secrecy. Because so, this is like the worst, dude. It's, yeah, it's happened to it us all. So I interviewed, well, I interviewed uh, Juwan Taylor today. And since I was the only one that was repping ESPN 690 and Action Sports Jacks, uh, I didn't really have somebody to hold the camera for me. So I figured it would just be an audio day today. So I'll get the audio, uh, pass it on to Coos, and we'll play it for the radio show. So... 
the way it's set up on my cell phone is is that I use the microphone, so I attach it, you know, via USB or whatever, and then I have an app where you can record audio from. Unfortunately, I didn't know in the app that when you attach a microphone, you have to go into the settings and switch over from your phone <laughs> to microphone that, that you attached in. So I conducted the interview, and I thought it was pretty great. People were telling me how John's kind of a quiet guy, and it's hard to get a rise out of him. Well, we were talking drum sets. We were talking uh, GQ magazines, fashion, you know, pretty much the, the things that I like to cover um, as an <laughs> investigative journalist. And so we did the interview, thought it was great and everything. Um, turn off the microphone, disconnect. Uh, I replay the audio uh, without the microphone, and nothing's there. And come to find out that I, I go in the set. Well, actually, I Googled it first because that's what you do when something doesn't go right. You go, why isn't my phone playing from this app? And they said that if you put a, a, a separate microphone into your phone, you have to change the settings over. And unfortunately, I did not do that. In retrospect, I probably should have just recorded the video but not had the video up and just used that audio. I didn't know. I apologize, Brent Coos. Not going to apologize to you because it doesn't matter. But I apologize to our listeners out there. Um, I, I will do better, and I will be better. Well, we are living and learning. And that's how you feel about it, huh? Jags PR, we need to request Johan Taylor again. Well, Sorry. Eventually, that. well, can we do it like in a couple weeks? Yeah, it's gonna we be awkward if I go weeks. like, "Hey, remember me?" <laughs> yeah, take two. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it tomorrow. Just for the record, with the phone stuff, I did it down at World Golf Village when we were down at the uh, Rom Celebrity Golf Tournament. Yeah. You weren't there that day, but I, after the show, I, I got um, uh, like a sit down. It was me. It was uh, Sterling uh, Sharp. Sharp. Yep. And it was Cordell Stewart. Yeah. And so I had a nice lady did an interview. Uh, she held the camera. Sweet. Well. All the audio was all jacked up. Oh. So I had like this 10-minute thing with us, the three of us, and the audio was all jacked Bummer. up. See, so you, it happens. you made a mistake. Okay. It happens. I feel a little better now. Yeah, Thank don't, you. Don't, don't, don't uh, I smart over I, I thought you were going to like rag on me hard, but okay, I appreciate nah, it, it. It really happens. Yeah. Um, okay, but there's one more media story, then I get to the Yannick stuff. Sure. Uh, you oh, were just, like you were just noticing like you were you're now judging the media, though, as you sit in a press oh, conference. Now we got to talk now, about you, this. You have to tell everything, but you're okay. judging them. Like you were telling me in break, you're kind of like noticing, looking around. See, that's what media people do. They judge. Like, that was an awful question. Well, that first of all, like, why I'm is he sure, asking that stuff? Why I'm is he sure talking? I come across as um, an a-hole to the media people because I don't talk to anybody, man. I'm trying to watch. I mean, and then that's not for me being disrespectful or me being better than anybody because I don't think I'm better than anybody. I, I'm, I'm just learning here. I'm, I'm trying to get my reps in. But, you know, I make it a habit to watch practice, you know, so I don't like to talk a lot because I want to see what's going on, seeing if, you know, there's some new schemes in the defense or some new wrinkles in the defense that I can talk about, even though I can't talk about, I can't talk about today how uh, the defensive ends are standing up a little bit. But I can't talk about that today, obviously. That's not something you can talk you about. Can't talk about. Can't talk about the 3-4 defense. Meanwhile, but, I just go out there to show, socialize, so I, I, I can yeah, appreciate the yeah. fact that you... But I'm just trying to, you know, take everything in and take notes and everything, so sometimes, yeah, I may come across kind of cold or I don't talk to anybody, but yeah, some guys like to really uh, talk about the players and everything, not going to name any names, because I don't know their names uh, at all, it's nothing that nobody that I, pers- like, I socialize with, so we're all good, but yeah, there's a lot of guys out there that um, want to go back to their glory days, I guess, or think they can... Perform well in the field. Speaking of glory days, I'm I'm re- I'm telling this one. I don't care. Okay. Gene Frenette. <laughs> Gene Frenette told you. Well, this is what I was talking about. Yes. Gene Frenette told you. Now you weren't you weren't ripping on Gene from a no, media no, standpoint. Me, but until he Gene's said, a great guy, man. Gene I said, love Gene. Five point two. He could run the forty in. 
Yeah, so I'm just trying to watch practice. I want to take a bet amongst all the listeners. 5.2 for Fournette in the 40. There's no way anybody's taking the under. So I'm literally just watching practice. You know, they're going back and forth. And I'm just trying to stay out of it. I'm trying to take notes. And all of a sudden, I hear Gene go, yeah, I can run a 5.2 right now. <laughs> and like like a punch in the face, like that, that voice just caught my eardrums. <laughs> and I stopped taking notes. And I turned to Gene. I was like, Gene, no, you can't. And he's like, what is that supposed to mean? I'm like, no, no, you can't, Gene. And a 5-2, absolutely not. And then he's like, I bet you I could. So then I got into, well, was this electronically timed or was this hand timed? He's, he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, uh, okay. And then I just kind of turned my head and walked away and uh, went back to practice. But it's all in good fun. You know, Gene was giving me crap about my handshakes that I give out to players and stuff. So uh, yeah. it's, it's kind of fun to, You'll get to joke around. for some of that stuff. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to get to Todd Wash in a minute, but i got to get to the Yannick Ngakwe stuff. Yeah. Hey, uh, we have some music. We have some more tweets, Coos. Uh, we left off yesterday. The latest Yannick Ngakwe tweet was, when they won't give you what you deserve, go take it. Yes. That was like at the end of the show yesterday. Yeah. And that got us thinking, does that mean he's just going to go play on this current deal and go yeah. earn even more money? Yeah. Well, today, five oh, hours ago, take care of that name on the back of your jersey first. That's an interesting. Mm. That's an interesting Ngakwe tweet. He kind of twisted those words around because usually it's, it's usually care of the name on the front of the jersey. Yeah, that's interesting. Ngakwe. Not, it's not very cryptic. It's is just throwing it like it is. Is he getting wrapped up in this? Is he getting a little emotional? Man, this song's making me emotional. We're listening to. Isaiah, then he tweeted Isaiah fifty four seventeen, and honestly, I'll have to go look that. Oh, up. Oh, go to church, Brent. You don't know that one? No. That's the one where it says, uh, uh, "No weapon forged from man shall prosper." And something about if you doubt somebody, I think uh, if you, if you doubt somebody, um, you will get just do or something like that. Are you serious, Shaq? You know that? Yeah, go to church, dude. You looked it up? No, that's like one of those. That's like a famous Bible verse. I'm a God-fearing man, but <laughs> I don't know the uh, Bible verse. By the way, I haven't been at church since confirmation, so wow, I was in uh, high school. Well, then I'm really impressed now that you just got that. <laughs> I have a good memory for uh, some things. And then his last one a few hours ago, the more they hate, the more you'll shine. Mm. All right, here's the deal. Lower the music, please. <laughs> All right, let's talk serious. Uh, here's, what's, here's the thing. I don't believe. Now, you could say barring these things change on a dime. Yeah. Let's get that out in front. Mm. They change on a dime. You know how this stuff works. Yep. Uh, we have not experienced this a lot around here in Jacksonville with the contention. We haven't. Uh, in a contract negotiation, I've been telling you for the last, well, now week, that it's a stalemate. Mm-hmm. There are hardly discussions or ain't no discussions. I'm going to tell you right now that I don't think this thing's getting done. Wow. I don't think it's getting done. And it's... Uh, Again, uh, with all, and, and you can say I'm couching it if you want. I'm just well, telling you as the days go by, and these things change. They do. As the deadline approaches for August 6th, or now somebody's saying that date's now August 9th, whatever that, they change. You can get back to the table. It's a one phone call that changes these things. I'm just telling you now, the feeling is it's not getting done. Well, and and let me just go one yeah, more yeah, on yeah. that. I, I would say I believe also he is going. I'm going to take that tweet, tweet and say, I don't think he's like not going to show. I think he's going to show eventually. And I, now, when that is, who knows? Yeah. But and play, and I think he's going to play at two million dollars the way this thing sits right now. Man, which is fascinating to me. Um, so I think that's where this is at at the moment. Yeah. I really do. And I don't. 
I'm telling you, when I say barring something, I think barring something that's pretty substantial in terms of communication and everything, yeah. I think it's going to sit there. Yep. And that's the way this could end up as we sit on uh, July 30th. And there's a lot of time here to move. And we'll see if it goes. But it's not a good situation right now. It really isn't. This is not like, hey, th- there's communication. We're going to get things done. We'll call you back. We'll, uh, yeah, we don't like this. You like this. That's how negotiations often seem like they are. Every sense of it that I can get, and I've really worked on this thing from, you know, uh, for the last better part of a week. It's not a good situation right now if you're rooting for this thing to get done. It really isn't. And I, uh, I'm shocked at that because even yesterday on the show, I said, I think I just can't wrap my arms around him and this team not getting something done. Both sides. And I don't know who's to blame here, but both sides. I, I said to you, my frustration with this thing is that they're not, there's not a lot of discussion back and forth. So, uh, again, as it sits 3.30, these things change in a hurry. I, I'm well aware of that. It's, but it's not good right now. And I think he's going to play at $2 million and kind of bet on himself. What percentage of you are like, so if you were to give it a percent of how confident you are that this deal does not get done right now, right now, what, what percentage are you, are you sure that it's not going to get done? Are you 70% sure? 80% sure? Uh, 90. 90% sure. Wow. And listen, usually I would go against you, but you're the guy that called out Daniel Jones, said he'd be the top quarterback taken besides Kyler Murray. And here we are. So. I like your style, yeah, man. I don't know if you should give me the Daniel Jones credit. <laughs> oh, I'm you giving want to give me more credit on I'm this one the than the Daniel Jones, Jones credit. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. It's it's not it's not a pretty situation. It's a really bizarre thing to me that it could get to this point, and that brings up a whole bunch of different situations. Like, is an angry player a good player? Is an yeah. unhappy player a well, good player? Is a uh, where does this go? Where how dramatic does it get? And here's what I want to ask you when we get back after the break: Who wins this then? If if Ngakwe comes back, plays his rookie deal. Is that a win for the Jaguars, or is that a win for Ngakwe in long term? Yeah, let's talk about it. Plus, Denard Robinson, former Jag, joins us next on ESPN 690. All right, fair comment right here. Uh, Jack Stan, who uh, we appreciate, he listens to the show a bunch. And he said, are you basing these thoughts on Yannick Ngakwe off the tweets of a 24-year-old? Come on, man. And and I understand why, because we did the tweet segment. We're kind of oh, having a little yeah. fun with the tweets. Um, and we actually interpreted one of the tweets yesterday to say, well, could this be the case? And that was the latest thing. To say, oh, yeah, you're just interpreting off the tweets. And, and trust me on this. Tell them about it, Brent. My comments have zero to do with tweets. Zero. Yeah. So We're, we're not, not going to base our predictions off of tweets. Now, listen, we're all entitled to opinions on, on how this stuff is going to go down anyway. And you can do that off tweets. And it's always been open discussion. And we've had a lot of conversation. But I don't think I've done yet that I don't think I've said one time. In fact, yesterday on the program, I said, I think I just can't see a, a situation where they don't get it done. Well, here I am less than a day later telling you, I now see a situation where this thing doesn't get done. And I have a feeling it's not going to get done. And uh, and, I, and I have to couch it with the fact that because it's negotiations, that these things can turn on a dime. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say unequivocally, it's no way as it sits today. I just told you I think there's a 90% chance it doesn't get done, and and I, I stand on that. I mean yeah. that's that's the way it is. So, uh, and and it's it's this isn't just like guessing. <laughs> so uh, I I mean I th- I thought it was it was a fair comment from Jack Stan because we did we were just talking about the tweets, and I just want to make sure I separate the two there, even though we're having uh, uh, a little bit of fun. 
uh, with the tweets. Uh, speaking of a little bit of fun, we'll have more on Yannick Ngakwe in just a couple minutes. But uh, right now, we're going to go over to uh, Jacksonville University, and Shoelace is a dolphin. How about that? Denor Robinson joins us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau, former Jag Austin Lane, here on a Tuesday afternoon. Hey, man, uh, this is pretty cool news. Good to hear from you, first of all. And uh, I'm excited for you that you're joining the staff with Ian Shields over at the, at JU. Yeah, man, always good to hear from you, too, man. But it's exciting just to be back around football again. So, uh, I mean, it's a blessing just to be able to uh, be with the staff. And I think these guys are a great group, uh, group guys. So, I'm excited. Hey, how did this come about? You were last I heard you were playing in the AAF. Um, I, I understand you might have had an injury there, although I don't know details of that. And obviously, the league goes defunct. So, uh, were you always in Jacksonville anyway? Were you still based in Jacksonville? Give us a little bit of background since you left the Jaguars and what you've been up to. Yeah, so I'm, I'm based in Jacksonville. I stay in Jacksonville and everything. So, uh, you know, uh, I ended up getting hurt in the AAF. I tore my ACL, MCL, and meniscus. So that kind of, you know, I'm, I'll be out for a year. So then I'm like, man, I can't be out a whole year without football. So I got to find a way to get into it. So uh, I uh, start hitting some resources and some 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 people I know, and uh, they got in contact with uh, Ian Shield and got got me in. So that was like, I was like, I talked to him. I, I you know, sat down with him and told him what I was trying to do and what, what was my, you know, and he told me what was his point of view and. And I'm like, I want to be a part of this, man. I see see this, and I see the passion that he has for it, and I'm like, I'm ready to be a part of this, and, uh, you know, I'm on board now. That's very cool. Uh, good for you. Uh, Denard Robinson, former Jaguar, former Michigan Wolverine, uh, with us on ESPN 690. Brent Morton, no Austin Lane. So what's your role over there? What what are you going to do? Uh, this Is is this a foray into coaching, something you'd like to do as kind of a second career? Yes, definitely, definitely. This is something that I really want to do. I want to, I want to get into coaching. So, you know, this is this is great to, you know, kind of get my feet wet and and try to be a part of it. So right now I'm just helping out with, uh, you know, a little bit of offense and then uh, helping out with a little special team. So it's, it's it's something that you know I'm happy to be around football and we got a great group of coaches like Coach uh, Stillman, the coordinator. So it's kind of cool to be around him and Trent. Trent he's showing me a lot of stuff. And then you got Coach Darlin, you got Coach uh, Stevenson. And then you got, obviously you got Coach Carter. That's one of the guys that played in the league. You know, cornerback for a little, a little while, and you know, so it's it's kind of cool to be around these guys and see the energy that they have, and you know, like they, the way they teach things, and you know, it's it's kind of different to be on the other side of of football perspective. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Denard, it's awesome, man. It's great to hear from you. How you doing? Oh, yeah, always good to hear you. Good for you. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. So, you know, you're a guy who has obviously set a lot of goals in his life, and I'm sure you've accomplished a lot of those goals. And I'm sure with coaching, it's no different. You know, I mean, what are some of your goals in coaching? Because I'm sure you know how hard it is, uh, to, you know, to be a successful coach uh, at the collegiate level or the NFL level. I mean, are you trying to be a, a collegiate coach, an NFL coach? What are, you, what are your goals here? Uh, right now, I'm trying to be the best coach I can be for, uh, you know, for JU right now. So, yeah. so right now, I'm trying to, uh, basically get my feet wet and just, you know, to get the trust of the coaches and try to get, get, you know, get this going and then have these kids, uh, kind of like follow me and then, and we get to get them have power in this, in the sport and make sure they get these, uh, grades and, and, you know, mold these guys to be the future. You know, these guys are the future of, of, of our, you know, time. So I want them to be great men. That's, that's one thing I always want them to do, be, be great man, so that's why I want to kind of be a part of something like this, man. And, and that's like I get them right while they while they're young, still, you know, like eighteen years old. You can still kind of you know help mold them. 
Very cool like stuff. Uh, Denard Robinson with us, former Jaguar, former Michigan Wolverine, and uh, now uh, on the coaching staff at Jacksonville University, which is a great addition for JU on a lot of different respects. I mean, you know, any press is good press. Denard's a big name around college football. Uh, in fact, a lot of these guys probably played Madden with you on it, right? Or college football, whatever the heck the game it was. Uh, it's college football, right? NCAA? Yeah. Yeah. Not Madden. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's... That's cool to see. They all ask me about it, so it's kind of cool to see them talk, talk about it. And it's like, you know, I'm pretty sure that's everybody's dream to be a part of something like that. So yeah, it's and, kind of cool to be a part of But on top of that, Denard, you've played the quarterback position. Here you played running back. You played a little wide receiver. I mean, you have a, a, a skill set and I think maybe a background that you can probably give these guys, uh, you know, a little nugget here, a little nugget there, and especially the system they run at JU. Ian Shields likes to run uh, his quarterback run and pass, kind of like you did at Michigan. Uh, you, you've got to be able to offer some pretty good stuff to, to these young guys. Definitely, definitely. I mean, that's 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 what I want to do. I want to be able to give, give somebody the knowledge and let them, you know, take it and run with it. Like Calvin, Calvin uh, Turner is the quarterback uh, for JU right now, and, and I think he's 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 probably one of the guys that could show up and show out. I watch his highlight. I've been watching his film, and I'm I'm seeing this guy. He's he reminds me of a, a a little version of me, a younger version of me. You know, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to watch him, and uh, he can make guys miss, and and when he gets open field, it's, it's touchdown. Denard, have you really given a you know a thought to your coaching style yet? Because you know, if it, especially in the NFL, there's really two kinds of styles. There's the players' coach who you know you get along with, and he might chew you out every once in a while, once in a blue moon. And then there's the more crazy coach who's going to chew you out regardless of what you do. It seems like. I mean, have you kind of given a thought to how, how you're going to approach your coaching style? Uh, I'm more of a player coach, man. I got yeah. I got to go with player coach, man. I'm, I'm more for the players, and you know, just you know, kind of like. If not, if I need to chew you out, I'm going to chew you out. But, you know, for the most part, I'm going to set rules and set standards. And if you can't match it, then we have to get on you about it and try to get you in the right place. That's how I look at it, you know. Yeah. I like it. By the way, you can't hide that smile, man. That smile will light up a room. So I don't care if you're mad or not. It's going to be hard to hide that on the kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. But, uh, you know. Uh, I gotta, I gotta kind of like try to tuck the smile a little bit when I, when it's time to uh, get serious with the kids and, and, and you know around coaches. I gotta try to be serious and stuff like that. So that's what it's, it's all about having fun. Anyways, football is about fun. So if you're not having fun, then why are you doing it? Denard Rob- yeah, Denard Robinson with us. Uh, joined the staff at Jacksonville University, which is a really cool thing as he begins his coaching career now. Life after football. Uh, only keep you for a minute or two longer, Denard. But the, how do you look back now at your football career? Uh, a few years with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, obviously, everybody's got high hopes, but making the NFL and, and, and a long career in the NFL is not an easy thing. Then the injury that just hit you, uh, of course, uh, in the AAF. What do you, how do you view it, uh, your time playing professional and, and collegiate ball? Uh, I mean, like I, I always tell people this, man. I, I, I wouldn't do anything different in my life. I feel like, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason, and, you know, it's up to you to, you know, make the most of it. So right now I'm just making the most of it, and I'm I'm happy with my career. I, I mean, I think I accomplished a lot of things, and, you know, obviously I feel like I can still play, but I got to rehab and get right. But uh, right now I'm, I'm focusing on rehabbing and, and coaching these guys up and being a part of this JU staff. I know it, it, it can lead to so many different avenues. So right now I know, you know, that's where I'm at right now. Good stuff. Uh, Denard Robinson, out on that football field. Uh, it's a good place to be and, mm-hmm. and coaching young men over at uh, the JU. So good luck with it, man. We'll see you out there. I think uh, you guys get going tomorrow night, right? 
Yes, sir. Yes, we do. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, have Fantastic. a lot of fun. Good luck in it, and uh, we'll catch up with you over there at Jacksonville University. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. All right. Uh, Denard Robinson joining us uh, from JU. So that's pretty cool. I love uh, it, man. That's, that, that's a great story. It's like you said, he couldn't stay away from the game. Um, so he was hurt. He decided to coach, and that's fantastic. Sounds like he has the right attitude, the right philosophy. So I'm excited for him. I didn't want to put him on the spot there, and I don't know if something has changed uh, since some recent conversations, but I think you could see another Jag on that staff, or at least there were some conversations of um, another Jaguar. So That's what I heard, too. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know if it will happen or not because they didn't put it out in the – I don't – Unless I missed it in that release yesterday, I didn't see it. So uh, we'll see what happens um, with that staff. But I, I just think it's really good for Jacksonville University. I mean, listen, there's a lot of things in town. There's the Jags. There's a ton of college football that interest. There's a lot of high school football interest. Uh, the JUs, EWCs, I mean, those guys that are really fighting for uh, a little bit of the spotlight – it, this stuff never hurts, you know, to no. have a big name guy. People talk a little bit, intrigued, see, you know, you'd, you'd go out and do some stories. Uh, the media will follow along with it. Uh, I think it's pretty cool, and it's great for JU. It's good for Denard Robinson. Win-win all around uh, in so many different ways. So I love it. I uh, like that a lot. Uh, pretty good stuff for Denard and Ian Shields over there at JU. All right, when we come back, let's get back to the Yannick Ngakwe discussion uh, and and kind of a who wins? You you ask that question. Yeah. Who wins in this deal, or does anybody win? You know, and and I I'd probably lean that way, but I'll let you ask the question. We'll discuss it, talk it out. Star Star six ninety uh, is the number. Have you even got to the point where what if this thing doesn't work out? Which I just said fifteen minutes ago here on ESPN six ninety. At this stage, I'm ninety percent sure a deal isn't getting done, and. What does that mean? Yeah. Star Star 690, if you want to jump in on the conversation, we'll talk more about it next on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brett Martin, Austin Lane. Uh, cool conversation with Denard Robinson. Good to catch up with Denard. Uh, man, he was a fun guy to be around. And I'm not kidding about that smile. I don't think he could yell at anybody. No, exactly. <laughs> I think it would be a little hard for him. Uh, he get used to it with kids, though, or younger people. That won't take very long. Uh, what you got on the magic whiteboard today? Nothing right now. I'm waiting oh, to write something. Did I miss already an installment? Uh, there was an installment. Yep. I said anybody can walk on water if it's cold enough. Ah, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> you had, where where did you um, you had like this chicken and everything? Where where's today's food from? P- Pueblo Tropico. Oh, you you got yeah. you're hooked now. Uh well, it's kind of one of my go-to's. Either it's gonna be that or Chipotle. Um, yeah. Either one can cut the check anytime they want. Yeah, I know. Enough great. mentions for crying well, out loud. You uh, asked me, man. I answered the question. Or at least drop off food for everybody. That's what I'm talking about. What do you you got something over there too? See, si, senor. Second. Oh wow. Second mention in a week. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you get the we're doing a read from now? But did you get the guacamole salsa thing? I did, and it Thoughts? is good. Yeah. Uh, and I had it the other day. But the, to be honest with you, one of the reasons I went there today, and I do like it, but mm-hmm. one of the reasons I went there is like. I had literally like seven minutes okay. to go get something. I yeah. thought that was the closest place. I thought turning even the, the traffic pattern, getting a Wawa, even though Wawa might be closer mm-hmm. and sometimes is busy. Yep. I thought the uh, going to see Senor across the street would be easier. So you just got it to go? Like you called in and ordered it? Or? I just ordered it there and got it to go. Wow. And I haven't eaten a bite yet. So quick. Looks like I'm going to waste a meal. Oh, if you don't it's want hard to, to eat I'll take during it. radio. I mean, I know you just it's, do that. You know, but. it's it's really not that hard, actually. <laughs> I do it literally every single day. All right, here's the deal. Uh, back to Yannick Ngakwe, and 
if you're just catching us, and I understand, we'll reset it throughout the the, the program. I think there are a lot of people, myself included, up until about 24 hours ago, right here on this show, that just that never really we haven't put our arms around the idea that a deal doesn't get done and Yannick Ngakwe plays at two million dollars because you know why it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That's why it doesn't make sense to do that. Like it really doesn't. Like that, I even said yesterday on the show when we brought that question up a little bit. You asked me in a different context, like if you were you asked in like my contract that compared yeah. to Jimmy and Joe, and you were trying to do the whole Frank Clark to Marcus Lawrence thing, and even though I was getting a worse deal, and I told you I would take the deal even though it's a worse deal because I can't pass up that kind of money. It's life changing money. It is. I mean, you were giving me five and a half million dollars. I'll take it. Hmm. I'll put my pride and ego aside, and I'll take it. Yeah. And I understand there's a part of that. There's principle, there's pride, there's ego, there's emotion, there's all that stuff. But, I mean, you might be looking at at least over one. I, I really think it's worth going over two years. If he stays in a Jags uniform this year at $2 million, and next year on a franchise tag for $18 million, and we know, say, uh, we'll even go uh, really uh, kind of a, a bigger window of where the earned money is over two years, between 40 and $50 million. Mm. It's closer to 50 from everything we understand, but 40 to 50 million over two years. That's not guaranteed, but it's over two years, which is essentially guaranteed because mm-hmm. you don't want to be on the roster for two years. It's just not up front all guaranteed. So you're telling me that I can make 46 million or 20 million over two years. It's just hard for me to pass that up, man. This is a dangerous game. Things change. And so it's the same thing. It was like you were you were giving me the example. You want five and a half million, or are you going to take uh, a million over two years? Yeah. Well, okay, I'll take the five and a half. Yeah. So it, I just uh, so that's those are the scenarios we've played out. And the latest thing I just said uh, about a half hour ago here on the show is as much as I thought this thing would get done, and I and I hold out hope that this thing will get done, and I hold out it just doesn't. I can't wrap my brain around the common sense of it not getting done for yeah. one way or another. That I'm telling you as I sit here today, I believe there's a 90% chance it's not getting done. And that would mean I also believe, I said this as well, and this is is more, uh, uh, well, the 90%, there's there's a lot that goes into that and, and believing that on my side. The next part of this is more me thinking and and almost interpreting um, that I think he's going to still play. I don't think he's going to sit out the year. I think he's going to come back and play yeah. at, at the $2 million and take a chance. And so that's where it's at, in my opinion. That's where it's at. And, I, and again, I'm going to keep saying this, and, and it's not couching it. It's negotiations, and we know how things change, that a simple phone call changes this whole conversation. Of course. But I am not afraid to tell you at this way it sits right now exactly what I said, and that's a 90% chance I don't think this thing getting done as it sits right now. And I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but if he was to come back and play on that rookie deal, I mean, number one, you got to cheer for the guy then. Right, because absolutely. he's taking the, I'm listen, I'm he's taking the absolute Gakwe regardless. every which way yes, possible. Yes. I want him to get paid. Yeah, but you're talking about a guy who's going to come back on his rookie deal, literally bet on himself to the fullest and hope that it works out, man. That's that's a huge gamble. It really is. And we still got to remember that maybe he does sit out. Maybe he. But then if you sit out, then the, the whole free agent thing comes around and then you're, you're a restricted free agent. Your pension comes, into, pension play. comes into play. Fines come into play. There's it's a lot just, that comes into play. It yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense at all.
All right, uh, more on this conversation. Plus, uh, we'll have a conversation with DJ Hayden when we come back on ESPN 690. All right, a couple of things to cross off the list. We have some Monster Jam tickets coming up in just a bit. We'll check in with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. We have a really cool thing going on. I don't remember a time. I mean, I'm sure it has, and I'm not calculating it, and I'm sure they have ways of calculating, but I feel like the Jumbo Shrimp are getting more press this year than they've ever received, you know, going back a long, long time. I mean, from... From great catches on Sports Center to great promotions to all this stuff, I feel like they're really uh, rank, raking in the marketing, free advertising. Spoiler alert: They're actually my balling today for some reason. Ah, I like it. Yeah, we'll get to that in just we'll get a to few. That in a little bit. Uh, so, got to cross a couple things off though. Uh, one, your conversation with Todd Wash. Will you be playing at all in the fall? Uh, no. Will you, they be changing the defense like you've insisted? Didn't I mean, ask how, that. how hard hitting was this journalism out there today from you? From for Todd Wash? Yeah. Not at all. I just said, Coach, what's up? He said, Lane, how you doing, man? Good to see you. And then, uh, you know, gave him a hug and everything and asked what's new, kind of told him the whole MMA thing. I'm like, how you doing? And then he said he was doing good. And then we ended with, uh, uh, I'm not complaining because everybody, if I was complaining, nobody would give a, a, a bleep. And I said, yeah, same thing with me. And that was it. And then we went our separate ways. So real hard hitting stuff from ESPN 690. Ah, thank you very much. We Sorry, appreciate man. that investigative journalism on your part. Uh, but an MMA guy on that staff, I Todd Wash, I might pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the guy's got tattoos, Brent. You know, he's got sleeve tattoos. Yeah, I mean, first he's going to Bike Week in Daytona. So does Alex Magoo. <laughs> Very Alex good Magoo point. looks Very like, good a, looks like a creative player from Madden. It's insane. Like, he's rocking, like, the shortest shorts of all time, which, whatever. And that's cool, man. Do you. And, hey, Alex Magoo's a friend of the show, you know? So yeah. One I, full I, leg I can rip on him. Tattoo. He's, so he's, today he had the one full leg sleeve. I mean, he, he always has the leg sleeve tattoo. Mm-hmm. But then he also has one, the opposite. So he's trying to show off his tattoos, what we're getting at here. But the other leg is, like, the full spandex. So one leg is completely covered, and then one arm is completely covered. So he looks like a creative player, honestly. Um, That's a good way to call it. I and, like it. Yeah, and actually, me and another media member got into a big debate of who has another more swag. One. Yeah, who has more swag, uh, Alex Magoo or Gardner Minshew? Well, listen, if you're asking people out there, there's no doubt Gardner Minshew's going to win the day. Yeah, but dude, you got to check out this Alex Magoo cat, man. Magoo or the shoe? Who are you taking? Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's I think we can kind of promote that. That's what we have. Yeah, you can promote it for that. about four more weeks, dude. If you put that, if I put that <laughs> out on that, Twitter, I don't think you can promote it anymore. Which I'm going to put it out on Twitter, and if I put it out on Twitter, it's going to be 95 percent Minshew. No, for sure, because people don't really understand who Alex Magoo is, well, though, and Brent, that's to part be fair. Of it. Yeah. So it's almost like an unfair poll. The, the, the guy's got a full leg sleeve tattoo. How, how many quarterbacks have a leg sleeve tattoo in the NFL? That's a and really good. Go. It's Thank a you. Dead silence. By yeah. the way. And somebody brought this up when we were talking about it the other day. Is it still a sleeve? Wouldn't it be like a a pant leg tattoo? Like, because like a sleeve is on a shirt, right? Like yeah. you don't call your pants legs sleeves. Yeah, but th- they call it a leg sleeve. That's but, what, yeah, yeah. I w- I was calling it a leg sleeve, and then somebody brought up, well, it's more like a pant leg. That's fine. Well, something like you would bring up, yeah, actually, not yeah. somebody else. But and to, to be know, fair, right? like you wear like neoprene sleeves on your knees and your calves, so sure, it's the whole sleeve, sleeve concept. Yeah. I would think she, we should start calling the leg sleeve thing yoga p- pants. <laughs> the yoga pant tattoo. The yoga pant tattoo. <laughs> I also asked Juwan Taylor, what's up with his long sleeves? Because it was something we talked about before on the show, too. 
And uh, unfortunately, we don't, have, we don't have, the audio. have the audio. Well, spoiler alert! Then. <laughs> what did he say? He said it's because his tattoos. <laughs> he said because he's, he's a Florida boy. And he's not scared of the heat, and plus uh, he has tattoos. So my my whole thing was right. Where a lot of guys who had the sleeve tattoos will wear long sleeves because it's not going to let them fade. Then same with me today. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Go. That's the exact reason why we're going to do uh, later in the show. Everybody, we are going to relive. Austin Lane's interview with Juwan Taylor. He's going to tell us about it. You guys ready? Every question yeah. and answer verbatim. Well, or else we can just sit through five five minutes of silence. It'll be the same thing. If you, if you want to hear the interview, it's like our inside the business on Twitter. You often see people post their sports casts when everything went wrong. So like, yeah. all their graphics and video are gone. Yeah. And this happens a lot in the smaller markets. Maybe not here in Jacksonville. Smaller markets. This will happen. If everything's breaking, you still have to do a show. And so you'll have the uh, the sportscaster out there just like reenacting stuff and trying to figure stuff out uh the one other question i have uh we have to get to real quick uh and this is a quick answer because we're going to talk more about yannick Ngakwe. the who wins does anybody win uh if if yannick goes unsigned and he plays on a two million dollar deal is I there mean, a winner i th- well there's i mean not, i guess the Jags like economically are a winner but economically the jaguars for sure i think because you're looking at a team who realistically can franchise take him the next year then and all of a sudden of course you can afford Jalen Ramsey that's kind of the talk the whole time but now you can maybe incorporate Miles Jack into this whole thing because a big thing was Miles Jack probably having to be let go because you know he's going to demand a high contract depending how he plays but now you can maybe afford Miles Jack and maybe you can rearrange Clayus Campbell's um, contract as well and maybe get him for a couple more years yeah well and and listen again I, I think when you wishful thinking, I, I understand. Yeah. But. Well, no, I think all those things come into play potentially, but I gotta believe at some point the the Yannick deal comes back to the surface. You know, it yeah. comes back up, and um, it, you know, and if he does play it out and he plays well, then they'll have to pay him more. And you know yeah. what? Listen, I don't think I don't. Here's what I think: perception is bad, and and I might be wrong on this, but I don't I, I don't think teams root for their guy to play bad so they don't have to pay him. No, because then it's going to correlate to not winning a lot of games, I feel well, like. But, but even like hitting benchmarks, like uh, they want, if Yannick plays on this final deal, I think they want him to get 15 sacks, not 10. Even if they were, to, I'll say, hey, you can win 11 games. Regardless, you want Yannick getting 15 or 10, I think they want Yannick getting 15. But here's the last I think thing. They I, for the but it's but here's the last guy. thing I want to see happen, though, Bren. I don't want Yannick Ngakwe to get 15 sacks and all of a sudden the Jaguars can't afford him. Because that could very well happen as well. And then you're going to let a guy who came up in your system was the, was the third-round pick, did everything that you asked to do him, and now you got to look him in the face and say, you know what, we appreciate all that you've done, but we literally can't afford you. What have you always Happy trails. What do you say? can afford anybody you want. The, the, the salary cap is not real. Yes, yeah. I know. I, so, I, I, I'm just saying I don't want to see it happen, bro. You, you can afford. Jalen Ramsey says you can afford anything. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> so that's uh, let's bring John Bachman in. Do, oh, man, Bachman, here we go again. Does Bachman and Stewart, do they come up the steps at the same time like every day? Did you need me here for today? We only because, have three wow. mics. Well, do you need me here for today? Because yesterday I got a stern talking to when I got home. I Thanks to you, you Mr. I'll, Martin. I'll, I'll take partly. I take oh, partial blame. Fault, man. I, brought the, I, I brought the news. news. I brought it up, You're reporting the news. Brent was making the accusations. Yeah. That's pretty serious. Pretty serious accusation. They were. They were. Actually, like JSO called me after the show. Yeah. Do you have any proof, Brent? <laughs> were they trying to sponsor the show, or are you in trouble? Sponsor the show. Fantastic. Uh, absolutely. Come on board, baby. Mm. What you I got? Do not have tattoos, by the way. You don't? No, I don't. Well, I'm. I'm gonna have one in a matter of years. 
Yep. A matter of years. Yes. Uh, we have a bet. If, oh, and, and we what become, was the bet again? Remind the bet me? is if I, we become the number one show in the afternoon oh, in Jacksonville, man. then I have to get a tattoo. If that's not a reason for people to listen, I don't know what, what is. What more does everybody want? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, do we have a do we have a, a tattoo that has to happen? Like, is it the There's Action Sports be ESPN Jacks logo? 690 or Action ESPN Sports Jacks? 690 ESPN well, yeah. 690 logo? Yeah. 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 I like that. And I know. And it's debatable where I'm getting the tattoo. Right on the rear ribs. end? Or? Uh, ribs, I'm thinking. Ribs. I'm thinking ribs. Because it hurts. Because it, hurt. it hurts the ribs. most. Actually, you said the spine hurts the most. Spine, spine is the worst what one, What about yes. the wrists? I would think uh, that would hurt. Not too bad. I have had the wrist done. I don't know how I've the seen some wrists and ankles. I would think wrists and ankles. Oh, yeah. Kakus has a wrist. Kakus? Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, okay. but you were probably drunk for us. So you don't remember. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. All right. Drinking yeah, Tell them the truth. I'm going to get a yoga pants sleeve. Wow. So, most of the listeners probably in their cars right now? I would think so, but well, we have all over I the have, world, so... Well, you're right. Okay, fair enough. So, the local <laughs> listeners driving in their cars right now, listen up to this. Good news, bad news situation for 295 at Ikea, right? JTV, oh, yeah. Bay oh, Meadows. Yeah. That is one of, if not the busiest places in all of Jacksonville, yes. right? There's a bottleneck there. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Obviously, construction. Ants marching. So the bad news, ants marching. That's right. The bad news is that construction is going to be around for another year, an extra year. They just announced. F dot just announced. So that's the bad news. The Oof. good news, we're getting an extra lane out of the deal. So they were building um, HOV lanes and extra lanes already. They've decided now to add an extra lane particularly in between JTB and Ikea because it bottlenecks right there. I think it goes from four to two lanes, doesn't it? Because it, it's bad. That exit lonely ramp there is there. To, yeah. you know. Anyway, so they're adding an extra lane. So good news, more lanes. Bad news, more construction. All right. Well, How's I that? mean, I can, I, I'll take the added lane right now because I just kind of figured the construction is going to be there for the next 10 years. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> it's it was going to. I mean, works. yeah, well, that's. that's Let's slow it down, do you know? What slowed it slowed oh, down? I mean, is this off projection? No, no, this is this is. So they they were building this project, and midway through the project, they're like, "Yeesh, we should we we should really probably do some more." So they've announced today hmm. that they're going to do more. Okay, so I get kudos it. to them to recognizing that they yeah. had a problem, and they're now addressing that problem. So that's what's happened. I like the extra lane though. That's good. Hey, did you know that there is algae in Lake Okeechobee that could be jet fuel? How cool is that? I mean, wait a minute. Cool. Good? Turning, I don't think it's good, though, right? Like, that's no. not really cool. That's well, bad no. for the they're environment. The, no, it's good for the environment. They're turning what? the algae into jet fuel. Oh. They're using the algae, which if you get too much, right? And they're turning it oh, into jet okay, fuel. Okay. okay. So they're doing some research on how to make make it more efficient and to do that more often. It could be a boom for that for that area, right? Hey guys, uh, I'm leaving the show. I'm going to get my uh, my uh, algae. Pale? Go and I'm going to scoop up some algae. Some yeah. jet fuel. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Turn it into some jet fuel. Yeah, that story's coming up as well. That's pretty good. Fantastic. I like that, man. Huh? Hey, good today. I I, I bring it. I bring my A game today. By the way, I'm telling you, I the heard traffic. Stuart was going to be up here, and I heard he was in my chair, so I thought I'd get over there. You know, and the traffic thing might be the best thing our listeners hear all day. I mean, that's a big one. Or the worst, it depends. Like, one more year of construction or nah, the extra you know, lane's good permanent news. fixture of think, the problem. Yeah, I think overall the good news there. I and agree. we avoided controversy today here on the show, which yeah, is so far so good. I'm not going to nail that tonight. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Do what we can. That's, that's a TV timeout. John Bachman on CBS 47 and Fox 30 coming up at 5 o'clock. Uh, look forward to that. Uh, we are going to get to DJ Hayden. How are you, Weber? You're back. Yeah, I'm good. I needed a like a two hour break there. I tweeted this out, but like after doing five hours of interviews for the high school media day, jaws hurt. I just needed two hours and not talking to anybody. In our business, you can get to a point where you've talked too much, 
And I've hmm. reached that a lot, but I'm saying internally. I mean, externally, yeah, about people, 5.30 every day or so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> externally, people say that happens five minutes into the show. But and at home, it's like three minutes. But internally, like you seriously get to a point where like, gosh, I've talked a lot today. Well, yeah. And part of it, too, is the repetitive nature of that event. Yeah. Because uh, what? How many schools did we do? Like. 30 or 40 maybe more yeah um and it's not to say that we're asking the exact same thing of every kid but, but it's similar it's very similar and <laughs> sure you know a you lot like of the, football a, a lot of the times with the kids you have these you have some draw out questions because you know you don't know who they are coming in for the of most course, part there yeah, are some it's not like you've done your homework there's really. some big recruits that you're going to know and you can go a different direction but like for the most part it's it's you know it's varsity varsity starter a you know come yeah. on down uh, you're a senior this year. It's the great final year, you know, that kind of stuff. And you just kind of like, oh, I'm done talking for a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, we will have some of the highs and lows. I don't really think there were lows. Some of the highs from uh, high school media day. We'll get with you. And then you can get see the, what you don't realize is Weber right now is just like dying. He had to get up at like 630 this oh. morning. I mean, that is my condolences. Think about some of the hardest things you do in your life. While you're listening to the show right now, like the hardest thing yeah. for Weber getting up at 6:30 is near the top of the list. It is hard. You know, uh, it's kind of called being adult, though, right? Well, no, not he, really. yeah, not really. Like he, I, I mean, mean, adults have you to do actually that have moved not, up your wake up time. I, I would say, I would suggest. I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I can tell by text messages and things well, like that. Well, the jags have affected that as well. Yeah, but I, I'm saying over the last year, yeah, maybe. I feel like you've moved up your time. But it used to be don't call or text weather before 10 o'clock. If it's a single digit AM, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, it's kind of how it generally works. But you say adulting. I mean, some adults have a two to 12 schedule like we normally do in TV. Yeah, but you come in at 2 p.m. I'm not going to wake up early if I'm going to work I, at 2 p.m. I think you've if you polled a thousand adults and you asked them well, where does getting up early sure. in the morning rank on their list of problems, they've all got normal people be jobs, low. and I don't. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. thank goodness. Uh, but yeah, so I've I've always contended that the two reasons I'll be okay with waking up early in the morning are golf and fishing, and this was neither of those two. That's true. But this is a good event, Stuart. Something I want to talk to you quick about the the high school football yes, day please. Uh, with the interviews you that you do did. Now we're gonna go to break. We can go to break. Can first. you wait on it? Sorry, man. That's it's all good. I know we're going to break. Nobody, we got to go to break. Hey, Who's nobody told us me. We got to go to break. Who's told you? Who's did, did not tell me in my headphones, so I had no idea. Well, he knows who runs this show. Yeah. Uh, John Bachman? DJ Hayden and some high school talk next on ESPN 690. All right. You want to ask Stuart your question now? <sighs> not really. Oh. But I'll do it anyways. <laughs> Right no, over. no, Austin Lane, Action Sports Jack, Stuart Weber. High School Football Media Day today. I set you up. There you go. Thank you, man. So, and listen, I haven't been keeping my ear to the ground with Jacksonville High School football the past couple years or anything. This is really the first year that I've taken into account and watched the videos that you guys have put out either on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, whatever it is. The way I see it, this is your first season of it, so that's fine. Thank you very much. But something that I've kind of gathered, and I think this can be applied to all high school um, football players around the country. Sure. Do you find, like, I feel like high school football players now are a lot, like, more spoken. And um, I don't want to say more intelligent, because that, that, that's a bad term. But I'm saying, like, it seems like school and academics are more important. Like, I saw a couple of interviews where, like, yeah, you know, I'm going here because they have a good program and this and this and this. And, yes, I'm playing football, but, you know, I'm like a valedictorian. It seems like these high school kids now um, are versed in, in a lot more things than they have in, in the past, at least from from my perspective. Yeah, I I still think that, at least from the guys I interviewed today, it is a normal cross-section of high school students. 
Uh, okay. I think you were, if you saw some of the web stream, you saw a bunch of the four and five star guys who are big time recruits yeah. who have done interviews before. Okay. Uh, a couple of the guys who stepped in my chair today have never done an interview in their life. And okay. you can tell. Uh, and some of them were very short spoken and would give like three or four words to each answer. Yeah. And you have to try and draw it out of them. So the guys that were so, in my so chair today were comfortable. Correct. The guys, yeah. the guys who interviewed with Brent have all done this plenty of times and know how to give a good long sound bite that we can so use. So maybe that's what it is. Then it's just an experience aspect of you don't really take into account how many interviews these high school kids have done before. Yeah. But I do think I actually said it to one of the coaches too. They are very good in front of the microphone. And yeah. so I don't disagree with you. I yeah. think the masses now, if you, if you get five guys from a team, Probably not. But I do think those star guys, those those players that are getting recruited, they are very good. And this is an intelligence thing. I'm talking no, comfortable no. thing. They yeah. are comfortable in that setting. And, and listen, they this has been happening for a while now, I think. And it goes I mean, it goes back to guys like Myron Roll and and even probably well before that. And I know we can all name a smart football player, but we also know back in the day to what you're talking about. Football players did have the dumb jock label. Yes. I mean, no doubt. Right? Mm-hmm. They carried that label with them. And I had a couple of guys who, who had some really insightful answers and just speaking to emotions about senior seasons, about uh, what it means to play football. You know, there were some people who were able to articulate that very well and others who, who were not, uh, which is fine. And when we're talking about some of these high school guys that have that ability to do these interviews, uh, well, that's great, but depending on what college they go to, they might not need them for the next four years because they'll be sheltered away from the media and not able to do as many interviews as they should be doing in college. This is a microcosm of what we talk about a lot and what to go back to on the branding, right? And we talk about wrestling. It's like everybody, if you grow your brand, you need to be good in front of a microphone. You yeah. need to be good, well, whether it's an actual mic or it's on Instagram or it's on Twitter or it's on somewhere else. You've got to be able to shout to the mountaintops all about you. Yeah. You know, and some do it in more of a selfish way. Some do it in a team oriented way. But bottom line is you got to be able to do that as an athlete. Now, that's an important part of being an athlete, even at the high school level, to show coaches what you have and what you can bring and, and say, hey, I'm over here. Look at me. Of course. And there is, that's just the way it is. I mean, it, it is a huge it, it is a huge tool in recruiting. And then that, that's the truth. I and mean, it's, it's sad to admit that. But well, that's the it, way it is. It is sad. But at the same time, I, I mean, I guess there's a sad element to it because it's a team game. Look at me as part of it now. It's part of everything that we talk about yeah. because it equates the dollars at the end of the day and opportunity. But, you know, I've come around on this a little bit because it also does exactly what we're talking about. It makes you comfortable. Public speaking in front of microphone in front of, you know, things that people would be uncomfortable about. You know, it's, it's interesting for me. It's a, I, I can feel that a little bit because I was never comfortable like reading in front of a class, public speaking at all. But you put me in front of this microphone and told me a million people were listening. As long as they weren't sitting there looking at me, I was fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, and I mean, so it was a totally different feel, uh, even doing what I do. Mm-hmm. So, I think the players become so much more comfortable in those settings, and maybe not public speaking, but they're asked to do more and more things. So the microphone is just another tool to show off their brand or or talk about the team. And that's where I really think these kids are good. Even those star players that I interviewed today, they really talk about the team a lot. Yeah. They 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 are. Well, I asked like Carson Beck and Jeff Sims. They can compartmentalize this whole off season of I'm a five star, I'm a four star, I'm going to Georgia, I'm going to Florida State, I'm being recruited, I'm in the uh, Elite, Elite Eleven. 11. Yeah. Everybody's mm-hmm. talking about me. Everybody's talking about me, and then they can get on the field in their huddle in their locker room and say, Hey guys, it's not all about me. It's all about us. That's a pretty damn good gift to be like 
16, 17, 18 years old and be able to do that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty good. And, yeah. and I think that's where the high school kid has grown and matured in a sense. I, I think about it all the time. I, my kids aren't in that surrounding. Like, they're not these elite. I mean, they're not in eighth yet. grade. Not yet, yes. No, but they're, but some of these kids, like a Joey Gatewood or whatever, he's been like that since he was seventh grade. We started you know, interviewing him in Leonard, yeah, ninth grade. Leonard and, Fournette was like that when he was a yeah. sixth grader. So they grow up in this atmosphere where they're asked to grow up faster and they handle it. You know, again, some things they don't handle well, but a lot of things they do handle in a very mature way. It's a, it's really a fascinating element. Austin, when was the first time you were interviewed as a student athlete? Oh, man, good call. Um, it would have been going into my senior year of high school football. So it would have been during camp. They came out. Local yeah. news came out. And so if we were to watch that video, late. yeah, and if we were to watch that video, it would be, uh, <laughs> I, I had that video. There in the headlights? I had that, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to say the least. So that man. would be the exact age of these guys who we were interviewing today. So yeah, going so, into their senior season, yeah. first week of practice, that and, was the first time it happened for you. And that's where it stood out to me because I remember being that age. You know, I remember going into my senior year and that first interview and it was, it's an intimidating thing. You know, I mean, we're, we're playing football where it's a physical game and they can be intimidating as well. But for some reason, just that camera in front of me as a senior in high school, man, it frightened me. So like I was telling Stuart, I mean, I'm just really surprised. I think Brent said it the best with the maturity. I think it is yeah. a maturity thing where they seem comfortable. They seem mature, but I guess at the same time now where it's the age of social media, these guys are used to doing a lot of interviews and uh, a lot of things like that. And they also have more opportunities to be immature because of some of those social media things so they got to watch out they got to be on alert they know yes. people are watching there's all those things that go in chance williams kid to go from oakleaf going to miami I, I actually said it struck me so much in our interview for five minutes i was like are you going to do this when you're done and he said he's a communications major he was brilliant with the microphone yeah articulate smart energetic all these things i mean i was you just don't you don't see it was like natural for him yeah and uh it was really a, a cool thing to uh see uh all right we are going to let's go to dj hayden i want to get this interview in it's a few minutes long i caught up with him over the weekend uh by the way he's picking up some golf you hear that in the interview i think uh coos let's throw a jaguars defensive back uh dj hayden my conversation uh with the second year jags player three days in you've done this before um is it Camp already feels long, or are you getting some work in? Nah, man, we're getting a lot of work in, man. Like, around this time, man, I just like to embrace it, man. Because, you know, camp is getting long. Well, sometimes it, it does get long, you know. But, uh, hey, it's football season time. So, I mean, we ready. Ready to put in this work and uh, and get better each and every day and uh, help this defense. I mean, yeah, get work. It's football time. It's time to go. It's time to go play. With so many familiar faces on defense, I think like the offensive side, we always talk about installation and what they're trying to do, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback. On defense, so many familiar faces. Is is that make it easier? Um, do you throw some wrinkles in? What do you work on out there when you know the defense? You kind of know a lot of the calls. Uh, you just try to perfect them as best as you can. I mean, we got a couple of new faces on the defense, so just working with the chemistry, um, we got we got basically two new safeties, so we just working with the chemistry with them. But they they already know it though, so we just uh, perfecting our craft. That's all we're doing. Coming out here each and every day, getting better, trying to make help this team win games. Well, you led me right there to the safeties. Uh, probably one of the uh, question marks on this team. How do you replace Tayshawn Gibson? You know, how do you play some of the experience you guys have had there in the past? How are those young guys doing? Man, they doing great out there. J Dub, he know the defense like the back of his hand, and uh, he doing well out there. And Ronnie. Ronnie a playmaker, and Ronnie going to make plays. So, man, I'm excited for them guys, and the sky's the limit. 
and I'm ready, and it's time to get it. Jared uh, Wilson back there taking over for Gibson. Gibson's a personality guy, too. He's, he likes to talk. Uh, have you seen any kind of, uh, Wilson, has he had the confidence to be able to do that, even with the, a bunch of dogs, as you guys would like to say, on that defensive side? I would, say, I would say J-Dub, he's not going to like talk it, but he's just going to walk it. You know what I'm saying? He's not all about talking and rah, 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 but he, he he's still about it, though. He's still going to make plays. He's still going to hit somebody, and he ready. So I'm excited for him. What did you do this offseason? Anything different? Is it normal protocol for you to get ready for another year? Or is it saying, um, is it something that you try to say, hey, I want to work on this from a health standpoint or from a game standpoint? I'm going to change an offseason regimen. Not only did I take care of my body like I always do, but I also developed a golf game. <laughs> so, yeah, I played a lot of golf this, uh, this summer, you know. Got my, got, get my swing right, get my chipping game right, get my putting game right. But then I still I still worked out DB drills, worked on my technique and craft, and uh, just getting ready for the season. Who turned you on to that? Who turned me on? Yeah, to the golf. Uh, it's actually my one of my buddies, uh, Rich Leone. He played uh, he played con- he played punter in uh, Canada, but we went to college together, and he uh, he showed me how to hit it, and then I just got the golf bug. So yeah, so You've been watching Tiger. Is it because Tiger's recent success or yeah. what? Yeah, Tiger, he just motivated me even more. So I go to PJ Tour store. My boy Morgan, what's up, Morgan? And uh, they go in there, let me hit on the simulator, and uh, yeah, just getting better. I got a feeling we're gonna see a top golf a lot uh, on those off days. Yeah, no, probably not. Not on the off day. I wait till after the season to play golf. But so are you any good? I mean, getting better? Did you? Did you? Were you starting from scratch? Like you weren't very good at all, or you had a little bit of game? I started from scratch, and you know what I'm saying. I got better. So probably out of like 48 holes. I hit two birdies. <laughs> Not bad. Yes. I just started in April, too. So, you know, I be ah, getting them draws, getting them fades, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Well, you were in the right place for some golf here in Jacksonville. Uh, let me turn back to football for, for one last minute. Do you have some goals for you? How good can this defense be? I mean, what is it all team-related? Is it something individually that, that, that you haven't hit yet from a, a goal standpoint that you'd like to get to? Where's your mindset? Um, definitely want to get my hands on the ball. Definitely want to get some interceptions. Um, and then I just want to make plays for this defense. Like, I'm not, like, putting a, a limit on what I can do. I just want to make as many plays as possible. Like, I want to make the most plays, just all plays, whether it's tackles, tackles for loss, sacks, interceptions, PBUs. Like, I just want to do it all. And uh, and I want my teammates to do it all as well. So, man, we do that, man. The sky's the limit for this team. That's going to help this team be better. It's going to help this team win. And that's what it's all about. Good luck the rest of the way, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, you guys just raised an interesting question during the DJ Hayden interview, and I said second-year Jags player. I meant second-year Jags player. He's not a second-year NFL player, uh, just so you don't misinterpret that. But uh, DJ Hayden, they got a lot out of. Uh, you were talking the break. Who's the best Jags golfer now? I mean, Lambo's not bad, but he's not like Scobie good. Right. I, I don't think. Is, I don't think. Uh, I think Overton can play a little bit from what he said. Automatically, uh, you go to the specialist, so Logan Cook probably can play too. But – you know, I think Nick Foles can play. Now, Nick, Blake Bortles could not. Correct. Can you use that as a drop, please? That's why I love him. What's that? Nick Foles can play. Oh, but, but Blake Bortles can not. not. Um, I put two and two together there. Somebody just turned on the radio. Up. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about golf. Go on. We're talking about golf. Uh, got to get send Derek Marks back out here. Yeah. I, I, that's a good question. I'm going to ask around there. Yeah. We're going to find the best golfer on the Jags. Check it out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Foles. Although I don't think he's like a, a, a super enthusiast, but I think when he, he's just a really good athlete. He's a good basketball player. Time he's to good become one. Player. 
living here. Yeah. Uh, South Beach Gary on the line. Then we're going to give away some Monster Jam tickets, and then we're going to the Jumbo Shrimp. So uh, all that in the next uh, couple minutes. What's up, South Beach Gary? Hey, I'll do uh, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For by you too as the song of the day. I know that hey, one. Stuart, yes, Stuart, I have a high school question for you. Uh, is, I heard that there was a big controversy about uh, students not living in the area, playing for different schools. Is that still going on? Is that monitored? How big a controversy is that? Did they get all that straightened out? Is it still going on? And uh, how much of that is you know still prevalent? Thanks, and have a good one. All right, absolutely, South Beach Gary. It it is still a it's a topic. It's certainly a topic right now in high school sports because they they have I don't know the right word to to use for it, but it's essentially open season where you can transfer to another school even if you don't necessarily live in their district uh, to go play athletics. And the the big qualifier here is that that school cannot be at full enrollment. Uh, and that that caused very minimal transfers down in St. John's County because all those schools are full. They're all at, you know, top capacity and, you know, 100 percent and above. So you didn't really see that much movement there. But you you do see quite a bit of it still in Duval County, as well as some of our other surrounding counties. As long as the school somebody is transferring to is not at full capacity, you can go anywhere you want to go play. So uh, it's certainly different from from years past. And I would say it's a controversy, but it's not because this was always happening. Let's let's be honest. Essentially, that rule just made this legal. People would find ways to, you know, to move around if they really wanted to. They would find a way. And now they've just kind of made it a little easier uh, from a rule standpoint. So uh, to answer your question, it's still going on. And uh, for the foreseeable future, it will continue to go on transfers. Even we don't have a portal, though. Maybe they'll get a high school transfer portal at some point. Yeah, well, you know, bottom line is I don't think this is as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, it, it, if you it go hasn't back, been. We, we, uh, I think we overhyped it. Yeah. Um, and, and part of it is because what you're saying, it's kind of happened anyway. Um, it probably still will happen. The well, private school, public school, sure. all that stuff. Uh, I it, ran into a couple of those scenarios today, though, where, you know, I, I would have to ask, hey, how long have you been at this school? And I asked that a lot because I, I started to find out. I'd ask a question like, oh, so you're improving from last year. Oh, I actually transferred from here to there last year. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, did you guys move? He's like, no, I just wanted to start winning. <laughs> I did get that answer yeah. from well, one. And I think uh, one of the great stories we talk about is Jackson High School. And one yeah. of the things even Kevin Sullivan said today to me, said just trying to keep guys. What they're doing a great job of is keeping their guys. Right. Instead of going to First Coast or Reigns or whatever, where teams have had success, they are now keeping their guys. Which they're up to like 60 guys, which is just awesome because, you know, not two years ago it was – it was a desolate sideline with only like 30 guys on yeah, there. So yeah. the fact that they're able to keep some guys and get the people who go to the school who maybe weren't playing football interested, who who can be very athletic, that's that's huge on the coaching staff and the success they've had, which, you know, sure, they haven't won like a ton of games, but the, the measured success compared to years past uh, certainly helps that. Yeah, and Jackson's proven uh, that maybe a Wilson down the road or one of these other schools that does lose players can do it. And by the way, others it's have cyclical. followed suit. You yeah. know, Reigns, Reigns before the you know for the last before the last seven eight years wasn't clicking on all cylinders. Lee before OJ Small got there wasn't clicking on all cylinders. So even takes if, a culture change, yeah. takes a certain type of head coach sometimes to 
to really find uh, that footing and really start to build it back up. All right. Uh, hey, coming up tonight, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp have a special game. And uh, Scott Kornberg joins us right now. Uh, he's with the Media Relations Department of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. I, I hesitate to give him a title because in minor league baseball, you do everything. Right, Scott? <laughs> yeah. You do a little bit of everything, but that's awesome. I enjoy it. And, uh, guys, it's great to talk with you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks for hanging on the line. I know you're hanging a, little, a few minutes, but we appreciate you checking in on a busy day uh, at the at Bragan Field, the baseball grounds. All right, this one's pretty cool. You guys just got done with Florida Man the other night. You have a ton of great promotions all year long. I was just saying earlier how between Stone Garrett's success and his number one play a couple of times on Sports Center, I mean, this is one of the best years the Jumbo Shrimp and Jacksonville Minor League Baseball has ever had from a marketing standpoint. It seems like every day, every week, you guys are in the headlines, uh, not only here in Jacksonville, maybe even across the country. And this one should grab some headlines tonight. Tell us about tonight's promotion. Yeah, well, fortunately, we, we've got players like Stone, and we have people in our office who come up with great ideas like, our dreams come true uh, two for Tuesday tonight. So we always do that uh, every week, every Tuesday with Community First. And um, this week, our office, and we had planned this out, um, we thought, you know, what if we could have something where we only have two people in the ballpark? And so we worked with Dreams Come True, and we have a, a 12- or 13-year-old kid who is six months into a, a three-year uh, plan to try to battle leukemia. And uh, cancer and you know his dream is to to be in baseball and so um, he's coming out to the ballpark his dad is coming out to the ballpark and they are going to be the only two people in the ballpark tonight and we're going to have uh, all of our vendors and concession stands and promos so we're going to have people like throwing t-shirts in the crowd but there will only be two people in there um, and then we're going to have a big party outside the ballpark and then at the end of the fifth inning uh, once the the game becomes official um, we'll announce an attendance of two people, which will set a Southern League record, and then uh, everybody can come inside the ballpark for free, and uh, we'll get to really celebrate uh, this Jacksonville Dreamer um, in a really fun night. So, um, you know, Harold Craw, he, he had had, he actually told our staff today, our, our general manager, and he said um, when he was younger and working somewhere in baseball that they did a nothing night, but they had nobody in the ballpark, and he said, what if we expanded that? And did it for something for something really good that you know this kid who loves baseball so much and loves the jumbo shrimp we can bring him out and make the night all about him and um, conveniently uh, guys the the first two fans tonight will get an authentic jumbo shrimp jersey on top of that so it's a really different night but a really really heartwarming night at the same time hey, that's so cool uh, yeah that's really an awesome thing and I'm trying to picture in my mind and I'm hoping people while they're listening to you Scott they're they're kind of getting this illustration of what it would look like I mean you've got everybody out on the field. There's nobody in the bleachers, nobody in the seats, nobody but the vendors and the concessions, the bullpen guys. Security, I'm assuming, will still be there, at least some of them inside, some of them outside probably, because there will be a party going outside. Where are these guys going to sit? Where are the two? How good? I hope they got good seats. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you actually bring that up. That even like the scouts and stuff like that that are at games all the time, like they actually are going to sit in a suite tonight um, okay. so that the, the whole seating bowl is just for – um, his name is J.R., J.R. and his dad. And so he can sit literally wherever he wants. So um, we're leaving it all up to him where he wants to go. It could be, uh, you know, out in right field for all for all we care, if that's where he wants to go, or it could be right behind home plate or right next to the dugout. Um, it's all open for him. And then uh, for all the fans who are going to come tonight and, and hang out at the party outside, that's out in the left field. So there's a couple big tents out there right now. 
They'll have a DJ out there, uh, food and drinks and stuff like that as well. And then uh, they can also come in when they come in at the end of the fifth inning and sit wherever they want. But for, for the first five innings, it's all JR, uh, wherever he wants to go. So uh, we're, we, we kind of hope he kind of bounces around a little bit today. Very cool. It's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, give us a timetable again. So for everybody outside, I think I heard the party starts around 6 o'clock, even though first pitch at 7. Does this sound right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So um, JR will get here around 6, uh, then we'll, we'll close the doors, uh, <laughs> gates right after that. And then, you know, gates normally open for a game at 7.05, an hour before, so 6 o'clock. And um, that's when our party will start at 6 o'clock. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll do a bunch of fun stuff out there. And I think the big thing is uh, middle of the seventh inning, obviously it's, it's you know, the seventh inning stretch and take me out to the ball game and whatnot. But, um, you know, we'll, we're going to have the, the whole group sing, everybody in the stadium sing, take me out to the ball game. And, you know, it's an honor of, of JR. It'll be dedicated to him. Uh, he'll also throw out a first pitch. I was uh, going right to say, he'll throw out the first well. pitch. Yeah. I was hoping he would. <laughs> hey, uh, this yeah. is a really cool thing. You you said something that struck me. Uh, when you do this little street party outside for everybody else, uh, then you said everybody comes in for free. So, I mean, you guys, it sounds like, first of all, is that accurate? And secondly, are you, you're leaving a lot of money at the gate with tickets uh, for tonight's game, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of like uh, I talked about a little bit earlier with, with uh, Harold's vision um, and kind of our, our leadership team and our owner, Ken Babby, um, you know, they're, they, they yeah, they might take a loss, uh, you know, tickets-wise and, and food-wise tonight because, you know, there's only going to be two people in the stands. But uh, to do something like this, uh, I, you know, for a kid who lives and, and breathes baseball who – um, you know, this is literally his dream, and to make that come true and to make this not all about him, I think for for our perspective, we've been looking forward to this ever since we discussed the promotional schedule way back last fall, like in November and, and December. And so when we finally announced this in March, like it, this was something that we had circled that, um, you know, the losses are it's – not, it's not about that. It, it's about, um, you know, Jr. and him having a great time tonight and, and you know, the community hopefully – coming together for a kid who has gone through some rough times and obviously still has a long way to go in his in his recovery to, to get cancer-free. So uh, we're hoping that this is a, a really great memory for him, that, um, you know, it's something that as he's fighting the next two and a half years through these leukemia sessions that he's able to, uh, chemotherapy sessions, that he's able to, um, you know, kind of have this in the back of his mind is, um, you know, something that he did get to live at his dream, and, it, and hopefully it helps push him. So, uh, yeah, people can come in for free at the end of the fifth inning. The block party, you could still see the game uh, from beyond the left field wall. I, I kind of walked out there a little bit earlier, and there'll be music and food and drinks out there um, as well. So, um, yeah, we recognize that it could be, you know, obviously a loss money-wise, but at the same time, that this community is really important to us, obviously, and we hope we – Always show that, and uh, we thought this would be a really fun way of, of kind of giving back. Scott Austin Lane here. Uh, so this is a great cause. This is a great whole thing you guys got going on. But one's got to ask. I mean, you guys are playing Pensacola tonight. If it almost gives Pensacola advantage now because, you know, there's not any crowd yeah. noise to kind of distract them, do you guys have any tricks up your sleeves for gamesmanship? Can you actually pump some crowd noise in there to try to <laughs> de- de- deter the Pensacola team? Or is it going to be pretty quiet in there? I don't know, Austin. That's a that's a great question. I think it's going to be fairly quiet. Um, it's kind of interesting. Both these teams 
they they obviously are funneled the players from high A uh, to double A, and then both teams' high A affiliates are in the Florida State League, and that's that's a league that kind of uh, famously doesn't draw because it's all the the spring training ballpark. So obviously the the Marlins high A team is in Jupiter, and that's the Marlins uh, spring training facility, and the uh, Twins, the Pensacola's double A parent club. Uh, their high A team is in Fort Myers, and uh, that's the Twins spring training complex. So I think just simply because of the, the nature of fans going to spring training games, like the, the high A teams, they don't really have many people in the stands anyway. So uh, in a way, both of these teams will be uh, kind of prepared for that simply because they've played in, in the Florida State League in the past. And, um, you know, probably a little bit of a disadvantage because our, our crowds are, are phenomenal. The crowd noise is so good here. So, yeah, I think from the, a recency perspective, it'll be so weird for our guys to be playing in front of nobody <laughs> simply because the, the crowds here are so good. But I don't know. I, don't, I haven't heard any, any tricks up our sleeves quite yet. I know our, our PA announcer is singing the national anthem from the field, and he's doing the, the player introductions from the field. So maybe that's something different that will uh, you know, Pensacola's not used to, but that, I think that's all I have for you guys right now on that. All good. I'd like it to be noted, by the way, Scott Stewart Weber here, that I have attended many a Jupiter Hammerheads game at Roger Dean Stadium <laughs> uh, growing up, so there there were some fans there. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, yeah, some fans. I didn't mean to say nobody, oh, of course. My, uh, my, uh, my <laughs> big it's not question. Like Jacksonville. Yeah, correct. Uh, my Miami's not like Jacksonville, but I digress. My big question for you: Are we going to still have all the the kind of the fan games that we get between the innings? So, like, is our young fan going to get to race against himself around the bases, or is he going to have to grab the the French fry props or whatever and put them into the box? Like, is he going to be doing all those games as well, or what's the plan? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, he is. Uh, either him or his dad, depending on the uh, <laughs> you know, like game. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the best contests is uh, is when Harold, the, the general manager, gives out a hundred dollars. He does that every game, and so they're going to do that tonight in the first sometime in the first five innings. And the only two fans to give it to are Jr. and his dad. So <laughs> one of those guys will Good get a hundred bucks. I don't know who Harold's going to give it to, but yeah, they'll they'll. Uh, they're going to do whatever games they want to do. I think uh, whatever games they don't want to do, our promo team is going to uh, handle them. So our, our uh, on-field host, Jordan Price, who does such a great job, she's been uh, really excited to hit in the home run derby tonight, which I guess is one of the games they have planned. So she's been working on her swing all week. Excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, good luck. Well, yeah, yeah. Whatever JR wants to do tonight's all about him. Yeah, good luck to uh, her as well. Uh, Scott Kornberg joined us on the Jacksonville Jumbo Trip. Hey, man, this is a lot of fun. Congratulations to all you guys for putting it on. Uh, excited about it. We'll be over there with our TV cameras on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Uh, dreams come true. Tr- tremendous organization. And, and for all the kids that get their uh, dreams to come true, including JR tonight at uh, Bregan Field, the baseball ground. It's a really cool thing. Uh, one note, we do need uh, one of those 904 blue shrimp hats in our, our studio for <laughs> set on the set. So uh, you got you to gotta hang on. you got to hold one of those for us, okay? Reserve one of those. Uh, those are really cool. I'll see what I can do for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. And just again, uh, everybody can come out 6 o'clock, the party uh, in the streets around the stadium, and then you get in for free in the bottom of the fifth inning. So uh, get on out to the baseball grounds tonight. All right, guys, thank you so much for having me on. Very much appreciated. Always good to talk to you. You too. Uh, Scott Kornberg from uh, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp uh, joins Roger Hoover on the radio side as well. Uh, that's a lot of fun out there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's uh, it's good stuff um, going on with the uh, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. You know what's going to happen, though, too? is there's 
not everybody got this message. No. Or or got the calendar. Correct. Right? And so people are going to go up there for go see a game today. Oh, of course. And they're like, what do you mean I can't get in? Why can't I get in? There's yep. going to be that bat, that person that just goes ape, you know there's, what? There's going to be some <laughs> family member from like the Pensacola team who, who came in to watch her son play or something, and all of a sudden they can't get in to watch him play now. Yeah, that's last, right. You'll get the last four warnings. Go party out. Well, field. I know, but I'm yeah. just saying at the start. Correct. They're no, gonna it's like, going to happen. Going what do you mean I can't get in? Yeah. That guy got in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he got a free jersey. I don't want yeah. those new jerseys. It's uh, it should be a lot of fun. We'll be over there tonight on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Hey, Monster Jam tickets for this weekend. We'll give them away. Caller number two for two for Tuesday in honor of JR and Dreams Come True. Uh, Star Star 690. You can win Monster Jam tickets, 904-362-9901. Give us a buzz. We're back with a little bowling and falling next. What you got on the whiteboard? Happy birthday, Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? Yeah, I think he turned 72 today or 73. He's Did he get drop kicked from behind? I know, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, he is 72 today. Uh, didn't get drop kicked from behind, thankfully. Um, thankfully, he's still ticking. Actually, just watched Running Man a couple nights ago. Uh, you've seen Running Man, right? Um, yeah, I think yeah, I have. Yeah, that's the one with the dude from... Um, uh, Jeopardy, the the old guy from Jeopardy. Yeah, where, yeah. yeah. Yep. So watch that movie. Still still holds up to this day. Does it? Yeah. But uh, Arnold's just a man. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan. All right. Really shaped my childhood. Uh, balling and falling. Balling and falling. Balling. Since we're on the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, and I'm glad that uh, we didn't talk about it because then it took away my balling segment here. But uh, Brent, you you requested that 904 hat. Nah, man, I have a better one for you. Have you seen the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Vice Knight hats that are coming out? Uh, no. So, you know, the... Oh, I think I did. Yeah, so, so the, the Shrimp are going to host a, a Vice Knight, basically, um, in honor of Miami Vice, the TV show. And their hat, it's going to feature the shrimp that, you know, fans have grown to love and everything. But the shrimp is wearing shades and a nice tan coat, a la Don Johnson, um... It's it's a sweet looking hat, and I need to get. I mean, I don't wear hats, but if I did, I would buy one. All right. So Ballin is the Jacksonville Shrimp Vice Night hat. I like it. Here's a, you said it was going to be shrimp related. Here's a. I don't know if this is Ballin and Fallen, but I'm going to give you my first view, mm-hmm. my first thought of when I saw this video, and I was like, "That's awesome." Yeah. And then after I thought about, it, I was like, "Wait a minute, it's LeBron James." Did you see the video? So this is actually my pump your brakes, yeah. Oh, it's going to be pump your brakes. It's all good. No, let's uh, we'll talk about it, on it Because we don't have a ton of time. But no, for sure. So just a little, uh, the whole video, him jumping around at his kid's game, his kid's yeah. AAU game. He got, uh, there's an awesome highlight. He gets all excited. Yep. He loses a shoe. Yeah. He's on the court. Yeah. I mean, he's on the baseline and on the court. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Man. Look at LeBron. He's all over the that's place. He's having fun. Yeah. But... I do get some of the people, and we're, oh, not being, we go. No, no, yep. we're not being fair if we sit there and criticize Little League dads and moms and all these people, but put LeBron on a different pedestal to at least acknowledge. I'm not saying I have a problem with it. Sure. I thought it was fun. Again, I'm sharing my initial reaction. That's yep. why I got his balling, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, look yeah. at him being dad, having fun, and, yeah, and the yeah. kid's, kid's awesome, proud of him, all that stuff. But you put it in any context of any other parent, and we would be ripping them. Yes. Left and right. It would be on the national news if anybody did that but LeBron James. So I do think you have to keep it in a little bit of that context. 
Well, here's the thing with the context, though. I, I need to know exactly what went down because you could think maybe like his son's teammates asked him, like, "Hey, do you think your dad would come in our layup line and throw some dunks down or something like that?" Like maybe he he got requested to do that. And once again, we can get back later. Later, we get more into it. Um, you know, for stay in your lane. But maybe it was just a simple thing where he was asked to do it, and he made his son and, and his son's team happy. So we'll talk about Wait, that a little bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about oh, it. Oh, okay. He was asked can, to jump all over the court. See, I can see this is going to be an interesting <laughs> debate today, then. I can't wait. All right. Did you have a quick fall-in before we hit the top of the hour? I had a fall-in. You know what? And if I had the frozen Let It Go soundtrack, I'd be blasting right now. But a Louisiana judge has ordered the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, <laughs> and three officials from the January NFC title game uh, are being summoned to court in relation to the call that was blown. Uh, let it go. Time to let it go. All right. It's a new football season. I get you guys are still hurt about it, but let it go. Uh, it's time to move on. Uh, stop wasting taxpayers' money. Like, come on. There's there's bigger fish to fry than worrying about Roger Goodell and a couple officials. I saw that, too. That's a good call. That's dumb. Come Be on. Better. It's a little bit silly. Be better. Um, by the way, Frozen 2 is coming out, isn't it? At is it really? I, think it I have is. no idea. Yeah, I think it's on its way out okay. uh, in the fall or something. It was okay. I'm your movie guy. <laughs> the song is catchy, man. It is catchy, for uh, sure. Absolutely catchy. I mean, b- between that and Moana, it's just... I got my phone, and it's anymore. all about you, the fans, coming up next on ESPN 690. You fans. All right, little balling and falling continued. We'll get into the LeBron topic a bit more. More Yannick and Gakwe conversation. If you missed it earlier in the show, I uh, gave you some thoughts that I don't think uh, you've heard, at least from us. Um... About the Yannick Ngakwe contract situation, so that is coming up. I'll uh, reset that. High School Media Day was today. Magic Whiteboard is clicking and working. What you got? It's kind of a bold prediction from my end. I might be uh, digging myself a grave here, but I said I could run a four a four six five guaranteed right now. What do you, what do you think about that? Um, you got to remember when I when I ran that four eight, I was about two hundred seventy something pounds. It was electronic time, so let's take hand time into account here. I'm confident I can run a four six five. Having lost about thirty five pounds now, leaner. When was the last time like you ran? Like sprinted? Yeah, do you run? Oh yeah, so like when I'm in a fight camp, uh, I do two two times a week. I, I do hill sprints. Oh, you do? Yeah, I want to get on that hill. Uh, it's a treadmill, but oh, can, it's a treadmill. Yeah, I can do that. But then there's anytime. a hill that we could put you on though. We uh, there's one by like to the beach where you take uh Beach Boulevard. You know, and you take it all the way down to the beach. That one big bridge that you have to cross oh, over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we run that bridge sometimes. Okay, I don't want to run on that one. That's kind of steep. Dude, it's aggressive. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun. Not at all. You don't want to When you do the incline on the tre- treadmill, yeah, I feel like I'm about to have a heart attack. Yeah, uh, you you really get it going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, uh, four six five, Gene Fernet, no chance. He's got a five two in him. <laughs> uh, that's the conversation we had earlier today. I know I can break. I think I can break five. Oh, yeah. I like you, break. See, the biggest thing for anybody is not getting hurt. It's not like tearing yeah, something, something, I think. Yeah, honestly. I'm not yeah. trying to say everyone's old. Nah, I, mean, I probably do the same but thing. But you don't do that. Yeah, I mean, so if, you all of a sudden, if, if you're doing motions that you haven't done in a long time, all of a sudden you just go out there and your engine's not revved up, it could be game over. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's uh, finish off with uh, Fallen in a moment. But before we do that, happy hour, Horn.
Grab a drink, get a shot, and tip your star tenders. Hey, Vita DeLuise recently got a 94 rating, uh, and that is a pretty cool thing. Locally owned tequila right here in Jacksonville. Made in tequila, Mexico, and shipped directly to Jack's Beach. Locally owned for locations, recipes, and merchandise. Visit VitaDeLuise.com. Leave your troubles ashore. Live the island life with Vita DeLuise tequila. Drink responsibly. All right, time for a little fallen. And uh, block your ears, everybody. But this is the scene at Carolina Panthers camp, if you haven't heard, seen it yet. And it's the autograph line. Right? I mean, they do it at Jack's camp all the time. It's kind of fun. In fact, I like that part. You get the Chris Conley interaction that we got the other day on the show, uh, talking about the Florida Gators and since he's a Georgia Bulldog. Well, this was a little much for me. I can only imagine what it was like to be inside the head of Christian McCaffrey as this was going on. Take a listen. Um, that, folks, is why some athletes don't sign. <laughs> Two things. If I'm Chris McCaffrey, number one, restraining order. All day. Get a restraining order. Number two, I'm requesting a trade. There's no way. We're, we're at the start of training camp. I think she'll and find up with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to request. I might have to go play in Canada. I don't know. She ain't going to cross the border. Yeah, no, it's hurting my head. Can you please stop? <laughs> like, what I can't, you know what's so crazy about this? Kuz, did you see the video? Um, yeah, I was I was playing it right there. Like, so the, oh, so that's off the video. The video side of that is, how many people would you say are waiting for his autograph? Like, 20? There's a good amount of people. And, and they're so all, like, way kids. younger. Yeah, yeah there's okay. kids. There's a good amount of people, but I'm saying it's not like it's seven deep and there's 500 people. There's no, like, no, yeah. There's, like, a group of 20, 25 people. It's not even a big scrum for an autograph. It's not like you have to get his attention. Yeah. He's going to sign this every is, single one of them. This is Justin Bieber. Yeah. Relax. I mean, we do, see, you, you see this up I close. I need to see this video see how old this lady is. You see this? Oh, she, she's... I'm just guessing, and hopefully yeah. uh, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. Because <laughs> the offensive button. No, but I think she's probably in her mid-60s, wouldn't you say? Late 50s, mid-60s? Yeah, probably. Okay. Is that fair enough? Yeah, she has sunglasses on and a hat, so it's really hard to, like, tell. Yeah, okay. Okay. Anyways. I mean, but she's not, like, 25. Gotcha. And she's not 85. Yeah. So she's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Yannick and Gakwe in the Jags in the contract negotiations. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, first of all, I, I don't get this. We see this at the Players' Championship with, like, Phil Mickelson. And Mickelson really can control the crowd. From you? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been one of your best yet. <laughs> You're the lefty I always believed in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That was good, Coos. That, that was the best one ever, Coos. Now it's someone Give surprise on your back. Yeah, uh, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, the the Phil Mickelson stuff's fun to watch though because there'll be like these people that are just loud or obnoxious yeah. or like, dude, I just signed your hat. Now you want me to sign three more things, kind of guy. Those people get annoying. And, and I so, can speak but from Phil will be experience. like, Phil, Phil actually has stopped before, and he's like, man. I will be there in a second. Yeah. Like he'll say that. Or I already signed your hat. 
Like he has a, he's really good at like, he doesn't need security. Yeah. He's really good at controlling it. And he tried to do that too. Like he gave her like a fist bump when she's yelling my hat, my hat. He's like, no, I already signed something. And then he finally just gave in. I mean, it's, don't ruin it for everybody else. Or I don't know. Honestly, if I see that lady, listen, I get the, the excitement's fun. I, to like, I've never been that guy, so I can't relate. Like if Michael Jackson walked down the, when he walked down the street, you know, he, he got those kind of, Reactions, yeah, right. I mean, there and are rock stars that get remember, those kind of reactions. Chris McCaffrey, you know, put on some muscle in this off season. A lot of his pictures <laughs> with his shirts off, so I'm sure that lady's all about that too. So yeah, I, I can get it, but come I, on. I actually might do a story uh, for this because I've heard enough of it when I'm been around. But I'd love to know some of these guys. Like, what have they heard? Where's like the limit? Yeah, you know, where's the limit where it's like you want to? And you, you know what you got to do? Here's what's tough. You know, people criticize athletes if they have a bad moment. Yeah. But what they, what you have to do as an athlete is you have to suck it up and not have that bad moment because yeah. it's on video. And you're the one that looks like the bad guy. No matter even what though, you do. Even though this lady, I would have been like, can you please shut up? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, yeah, like... Uh, there's a fine line between being a fan and a fanatic, and she obviously crossed it. Um, I remember when, when Gabber got to town, man. G- Gabber was a fan favorite with the ladies for a while, you yeah. know, because he had the, he had the Sunshine. hair. Sunshine, a.k.a. Mr. California Dreamboat. So, I mean, there was, you know, like the older ladies were, were flocking to him, but I'm not going to hate, man, because when I played, I had the A-Train Cougar Club. Are you familiar with the A-Train Cougar Club? I think I heard about the A-Train Cougar Club. Yeah, so basically, uh, for whatever reason... What's going to get you in more trouble, yesterday's conversation or this one? Yeah, but this actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, probably yesterday's thing. But yeah, I mean, you know, it was a group of older ladies that formed the A-Train Cougar Club, and basically, they they had me autograph stuff, and then, I don't know what, they put them on eBay or whatever it was, but, you know, they, they had signs, official member A-Train Cougar Club, and that was cool. But I'll be honest. I want a member to call in, a member of the A-Train Cougar Club to call in call at some in. point here on yeah. the show star star six what, what was the goal tell me uh but to be fair they weren't like insane like that lady was screaming christian mccaffrey so i think there's there's a fine line between fan and fanatic and that lady in carolina wherever they were definitely crossed it. all right go to reverse order here okay we're gonna go pump your brakes so you can stay on the lebron james topic before i get into yannick and Gakwe. Sure. so uh that what? Why? What's the pump your brakes portion? Well, Where do you stand so, on the LeBron James? So the pump your brakes portion goes out to everyone that's criticizing LeBron. Like Jason Whitlock. For, yeah, for for yeah, that, that's that's the main one. And congratulations, Jason Whitlock. You didn't dress like a 1960s gangster today. I, I saw his video where he he called it LeBron James. Usually Whitlock's wearing like those pinstripe suits that I haven't seen since the 1960s, and he's rocking like that mafia hat. He, he looked pretty good today. I'm not hating on your style, but I kind of am. But I'm actually hating on your take though because he called out LeBron James in his role being a father. He said that he stepped over the line. He should have just sat on the sidelines and not made it about him. We don't know the context of the story. And and I get it. You know, like as media members, we have to go by what we see. And what we saw was LeBron James enter the court of his son's AAU basketball team and start throwing down dunks. Um, number one, I feel like if his son wasn't okay with it, LeBron would have knew that and not got on the court in the first place. Number two, I feel like, well, it is LeBron James. And if anytime you have an opportunity to have him in your layup line, like I'm trying to think from my perspective. When I played AAU basketball, and I played with LeBron James' son, I would have asked his son, hey, 
you think your dad wants to come in the layup line with us and throw yeah. down some dunks? Like, I think he was just giving those kids a cool experience because cool he, is, he is LeBron James. You know, um, and the worst comes to worst. Look at how much that's spread. And now all of a sudden the AU team's getting a little notoriety and everything. So I don't think it's that big a deal. As parents, we've all made mistakes before. I think Brent's probably the one that hasn't because he is Mr. <laughs> dad after all. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to help you out, man. Yeah. I'm trying to build you up. But um, I love all the umpires out you there. You know, but to, don't question the guy's parenting techniques for wanting to, to be in his son's layup line. And it's an AAU basketball tournament. It's not, you know, a high school basketball game. It's not college. Just let the dude share a moment with the son. This isn't about parenting to me. So if you bring parenting into See, it, and, I mean, stop the car and get out. Right? Yeah, I mean, I it's like, it's just not about parenting. Yeah. It, it is. There's a lot of stuff here. Again, and I, going back to 10 minutes ago, I said in my ball, and I thought my initial reaction was like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, not the Duncan line stuff. That that I do think is like a moment. That's like whatever. If if uh, Clayton Kershaw's got a kid and he comes out and throws BP for the team, is he doing something? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. So I think the other facets are interesting because if you relate it to the normal person, if I am out there and I go nuts like that after a dunk, and I end up on the court like some 15 feet on the court, and my shoe falls off, and I'm jumping up and down, and I'm all excited, guess where I'm likely going? Out to my car after being ejected. (laughs) Right? But if you're throwing down dunks like LeBron James, and if you have that name, you're okay. But let's be fair, Brent. 99% of the fathers out there can't throw it down like LeBron James. No, but again, I'm not talking about just that. I'm talking about his celebration after their dunk. Yeah. That he got him out on the court, he lost the shoe, all that stuff. I thought that was the part that was more um, interesting to me because I thought it was cool, and then all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, if anybody else does this, like they're crazy. Like they're absolutely considered crazy for it. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, we hype everything. Everything LeBron does, we hype, we have to talk about. And and I thought this was an interesting talking point. I, LeBron or not, uh, but I I think it was just all in fun. And I, and I think yeah. everybody in that gym knows LeBron, you know what, like it or not, is on a different pedestal. And he's on a different platform. Now, what I don't want to ever hear, though, from LeBron is saying, you guys put us on a pedestal. Well, no kidding. That's why you're allowed to jump on out of your shoes yeah. on the court when your kid throws down a dunk the and nobody th- else is. The only thing that offended me was the fact that he's in street clothes throwing down these dunks and you can't even give us a little sample for the NBA dunk contest. <laughs> yeah. you, you, can't, you can't just sign up for one year and prove why you're the best dunker ever. Maybe just give waiting. us one year, LeBron. Enough of these no-name guys i never heard of before. Enough of these TJ McConnell types. I want guys I actually know. Shots fired. Oh, yeah, Kuz, give me that look. I don't care. Cruise control for you and stay in your lane. And it, it's Shark Week, by the way. So Shark Week. I'm talking about that. And why I don't think this Yannick Ngakwe deal is getting done. It's all on the way next on ESPN 690. Gave away some of those Monster Jam tickets earlier in the show. Yep. Coming this weekend at Veterans Memorial Arena. 
I think like some of the monster trucks are going to be all around. I sent you the email. No, I have the email. I think we're going to go try to see uh, El Toro Loco Thursday ah, is, yeah. is the plan. Yeah. He had the hat on, right? Yeah. From he, the, yeah. yeah. He, he has that. Well, thank you, Brent. So for those of you that don't know, Brent. Well, I wasn't saying that for a thank you. I was oh, just no, saying but, that, that no, was a hat he had on. I'm trying to tell a story, though, where Brent gave Ronan a, a nice little care package of some monster truck stuff. And in that package, it involved a, a hat that has horns on it, like El Toro Loco, one of his favorite drivers. And also, it, it was like a beach towel that had Gravedigger, his favorite monster truck driver. So Gravedigger gets taken to, to daycare now because he thinks that it's a blanket and he wants to <laughs> sleep with it, although it's just a beach towel and he doesn't have the heart to say no. So he takes that to school and then also the El Toro Loco hat um, is being worn everywhere that he goes, even indoors, to the point where I'm like, all right, buddy, it's time to take it off. <laughs> so I love it. Thank you, Mr. Martino. That's good stuff. Yes. Uh, by the way, I do want a breaking news. I um, found my water bottle. <laughs> and I, I didn't really find it. Kuz did. I was like, Kuz said, I'm going out to get water. I was like, could you get me one? Find my water bottle. He's like, was it a smart water? I was like, yeah. He said, there's one in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was still there. That's, I mean, I, that's what happens. You work hard, right? You forget where you put your water bottle, I guess. Or? It was really one of those. I pop, bopped around before the show in like four different places, and sure. I was like, I have no idea where this thing is. Could be down the sports office and TV. Could be in someone's sales office. Could be out by the assignment desk. Sure. I stopped there. I didn't think about the bathroom stop. Yeah. But, well, that's what happens when you put the work in, man. Sometimes you get a little distracted. I thought about this the other day, and I wanted to. Uh, I want to see. And I'm looking it up right now because they're playing a game, and, and I'm thinking about it. <laughs> we got a comment about the water bottle, by the way. They're excited for you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> hey, if you think you're excited, I'm really excited because I was He's hydrated parched. now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just went to the bathroom uh, in the break, and the uh, I could tell at, that I needed some water. <laughs> well, where's the coffee at? Don't need it today? I didn't have time. Okay. You, you could call me up, man. I would have got you one. I didn't, I didn't have time before the show. Didn't have time um, to call me. Okay. And I'm missing it. But anyway, you know what? I was thinking this the other day. And it's ironic now the Orioles are playing the Padres right now. Padres win four to three, and I really don't care about either team or the game. But I was curious to myself because we knew the guy would go off the radar, and he has because he went to San Diego, and that's Manny Machado. Oh yeah, yeah and I was yeah, like, I yeah. wonder how Manny Machado's doing. I haven't seen, I haven't heard one thing about him all year. Which is great for me after his whole Brewers fiasco yeah. last year, so I'm happy I don't know what's going on with him. So an update for me and maybe you, 276, 25 home runs and 66 RBI, so he's doing all right. Man, 25 homers, 66 RBI, doesn't sound like he has a ton of guys on base, or uh, you, you know, when he's hitting home runs, there are a lot of two-run home runs or solo home runs, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, not bad. I mean, it's not like MVP numbers, Yeah, it doesn't sound like, but I would say first year, big contract. Pretty good numbers, and, and San Diego's, uh, I think, overachieved Yeah, at times this year. I don't even know what their record is right now, but uh, early well, on, me, they had at least overachieved. Well, let me ask this question quick, since we're on kind of the topic. and uh, yeah, not overachieving that much. Manny Machado's, 50 <laughs> Machado's a good example here. Um, you know, from a baseball player where it is a slower game, it, it, I think it, more, it is more about... You know, as opposed to football, where you can hide behind the helmet. I think people watch baseball and they know who you are. I mean, if if you're a, a three hundred dollar, a three hundred million man, you know, like Machado was, made three hundred million dollars for his contract. I mean, do you choose to go to a team like the Padres, where you kind of get lost in the shuffle, you kind of get lost on that West Coast, um, you know, the, the the West Coast time slot, or like if it's you, I mean, wouldn't you go someplace where because you could have went, went anywhere, could have played for the Yankees, could whatever you want to go to. 
Why why would you go play for the Padres? Yeah, I I guess see this is where I always get to on that though. I think we talk and and it's fair because the masses probably do. We we talk in blanket terms. Mm-hmm. We assume that every athlete wants to play in LA, New York, Miami, Chicago. True. Right? Philadelphia, whatever. Name the big market. And we assume every coach wants to go coach for North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. Mm -hmm. And while I understand there's a prestige to that, and I think a lot of them would, and a lot of them wouldn't turn it down, they wouldn't pass up anything. I do think we, when we look at coaching, we forget that there are different situations, and everybody's got their own preferences, whether it's being closer to family, being closer to a place you grew up, being more comfortable in a location rather than a different location. Uh, Sometimes there's family circumstances. That's why, I mean, you talk to the point to the Bob Stoop situation. It makes no sense to anybody that at 56, 57 years old, he'd be out of football given the success that he had. Well, he's out, and I I envy that maybe more than any coach that's still going. I love the fact that he got out. He had made a ton of money. He had had a ton of success. Go live your life if you want to. Don't fall to the pressure of... I can't get out because I'm only 57 years old. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he said, you know what? I think it's time for me to get out of this right now. And I'll even go do this XFL thing, but it's not as full time as college football. I, I appreciate that. And I think it's an example of you don't know what people want, you know, True. and, and to and each their own. It's like if given your given your situation, I bet a lot of people are like, hey, Austin, you're done playing football. Yeah. Why aren't you moving back up to Wisconsin? No, no, uh, that's a great point. I just uh, to me, though. And listen, I I don't know Manny Machado. Uh, I mean, really, the only time I've really followed his career closely was during the, the the Brewers playoff series. And during that time, it seemed like he he embraced the spot like like he loved all eyes on him. He loved being controversial. He loved, you know, dropping those quotes and everything. So from just from that perspective. From those those sound bites and those videos, I just would assume that he would want to be with a big market where everybody was talking about him and not kind of lost in the shuffle in San Diego. Well, I would, I, and I get it, and yeah. it seems like uh, a guy like um, Bryce Harper, Harper would not have done that. Exactly, right? he wanted the spotlight. Yeah. But I also say this about Machado. First of all, it's hard to turn down San Diego. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a great place, place yeah. to be. Yeah. But I would think, and I really don't know this for certain, but I'm thinking because of their relationship, their their uh, uh, proximity to Mexico, mm-hmm. the, very Spanish speaking. Sure, uh, he's Spanish. I mean, he speaks Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Is there a comfort zone there? Yeah. Is there? You know what I mean? There could be some family um, involved that lives in California too I, that I, you want to stay yeah, with. Yeah. So I mean, the I, Southern I California a is a good fit for yeah. that. Uh, so I, I do. I love the conversation because I do find that fascinating. It's like we want to pigeonhole everybody here, there, everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, I always related even to me. Like everybody in their right mind would say, hey, you want to get back to Boston, right? You want to go like you'd love to go work in Boston if you could, if you could get a job and they would hire you, you'd love to do it. I have absolutely zero, zero desire to work in Boston. Mm -hmm. It would be an hour from home, which is great, but I have zero desire to work there. I really do. Like it's almost like too big of a market for me to feel comfortable. It's a volatile market. I don't know what it is, but there's nothing in my body that says, man, someday I want to go work in Boston. Yeah, I really don't. Um, And so. It, but I would think 99% of the people in my situation that do what I do and f- where I'm from would like to go back to Boston. Yeah. You know, or probably whatever it might be. Of course. And I just don't feel that way. But uh, the only thing I'd ever said is I'd like to work for ESPN so other people I've lived in all these different states could maybe uh, uh, watch. Yeah, well, yeah. now they can. <laughs> all around the world. All Just ESPN. The world. Yeah. I don't know who's working for ESPN 690, but we're working for ESPN. Sure, exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure that 690 thing. <laughs>
He's got to so, say ESPN and you get into every single club you could ever want if but you're into that. It, it is fascinating. Uh, go cruise control real yeah, quick. Yeah, cruise control real quick. I, I mentioned it. Shark Week, Brent, and uh, I have a, a, a shark story that has a surfer tied to Jacksonville. A surfer in Jacksonville Beach did the most Duval thing ever. He got bit by a shark in his arm, proceeded to go in a bar and ask for help. When people saw that he got bit by the shark, they started buying him drinks. And instead of going <laughs> to the emergency room like somebody would have, this is a Jacksonville dude, he decided to stay and party with a shark bite in his arm and stayed and party and drank and uh, had a good time How's at, he doing? at Jacksonville Beach. Is it infected? No, no idea, but I'm sure he had a good time, though. So, hey, let, 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 let be a lesson to everybody. If you want free drinks, go get bit by a shark. You know, I really don't want to go through the experience of getting bit by a shark. But I think it would be one hell of a badge of honor to say I got oh, bit by a shark. Scars. It's definitely a talking point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if worse comes to worse, we can kind of like make you a scar that looks like a shark bite, and then you can just say you got bit by a shark. Yeah, I didn't really have to manufacture that story. <laughs> What's the latest story with Yannick Ngakwe? Any new tweets? We'll talk about it next on ESPN 690. All right, what you got on the Magic Whiteboard? Half hour to go. Uh, shark Week. Who the F asked for the new Cats movie coming out? Have you seen the trailer for it? I didn't see the trailer. I saw that it was coming mm. out, so that's not an excitable thing. Bad trailer? No, Good. I'm, I'm, no. I was looking for a bad trailer outside of it's, what's that stupid thing you said, the other movie? Uh, Another bad trailer? Bad trailer. Uh, I don't know. I say a lot of... What did uh, I say? Come on. You said when I said the, like Top Gun and, and Lion oh, King, they had yeah, good trailers. You the... said... It was like some silly one, like yeah, uh, like um, Sonic or something. Oh, yeah, Sonic Hedgehog. the Hedgehog. Good call. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah man, that was deep diving I mean, right there, man. Forget minute, about the whiteboard. That was deep research. The guy about his water bottle in the bathroom. The next minute, he's going to the well and bringing up Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm trying to figure out a Yannick and Gakwe contract situation, and I got Sonic the Hedgehog yep. still in my brain. But uh, no, the, the, the Cats movie, if you're not familiar with, Brown, it used to be a musical, I think, um, and now they're making it into a movie, and hey, Taylor Swift's in it, so, you know, whatever. There's there. a lot of big There's names in it. Big names in it, and nobody asked for it. But the cats look more like humans, and that's look the like creepy part. Look like a bunch part. of furies. Look like a bunch of furies walking around. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine if you're into that kind of thing. I'm not into it, and I'm not going to go see cats, because number one, I'm allergic to cats, so I, I hate cats in general. Ooh. And number two, yeah, I'm allergic to cats. Well, oh, yeah, I hate cats. You I said hate it. cats. I hate cats. Great. Show just went down the tubes, man. Well, We're screwed. Dude. We got PETA after us. We got hey. we got kids. Hey. We got people that like cats. What, what now they're never going to listen to the show. What do you want me to do if I walk we into a room? We had really taken with, off. Brent, Eight months I, over and under, it's under. Brent, if I walk into a room with a cat, my eyes are going to swell shut. I, that's I, fine. I, I hate it. My <laughs> kids, my kids are allergic to dogs. I've never heard them say I hate dogs. Yeah, but dogs are loyal. Dogs are companions. What, what do cats do? Yeah. All right. Okay. So sorry to all the crazy cat ladies out there that we just <laughs> lost. Sorry. Sorry but, to that lady in know, Carolina that was a Chris McCaffrey fan who's probably a crazy cat lady herself is not listening to ESPN six nine anymore. My why, bad. Why is it okay to stereotype crazy cat lady? I mean, that's For, hey, because I've never heard of a crazy dog lady. Have you? Nope, I've heard crazy cat lady. You know, you're right. There's this lady across the street from my best friend's <laughs> house, Pat, his, his house where we grew up. Yeah. And so I was over there all the time, and we called her the bearded lady. Like, she had, like, a beard, and she had, like, 15 cats. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, oh, it was kind of scary. But my, my eyes are like my eyes are itching just thinking about like, it. Like, I can still picture the bearded lady. <laughs> Do you know what, what it became, to, became of her? I don't know. Oh, man. We got out of there. Crazy cat ladies. Uh... Speak. I do have a cat story. Okay. Uh, and I was gonna. I was. Is I it Jaguars related? Nah, you got oh. me bringing it up now, and I really. That's all good. I. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know where to go with this because I uh, genuinely I don't know what okay. to do here. So in the back of my house, 
Okay. We have a little preserve area. We live on like the side, like a street on the side of a street, so we have like the end lot. Okay. So we have a little preserve, and then there's the road. Yeah. So people walk by on that side. We don't have any fencing up or anything. Okay. And, uh, well, in the last, I don't know, six months, there's been a cat litter. Litter? Is that what you sure. say? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's four baby cats. Kittens. Oh, there's four yeah, kittens. yeah, yeah. And the mama cat. Yep. And they're living back in like the preserve. Like we can kind of see them through, you know, mm-hmm. you, sometimes you can see them, sometimes you can't. Yep. So, but we really have no idea what to do. Like, what do you do with them? Mm-hmm. You know, do you just kind of let them be? Do you call animal control? I, we're not feeding. I got, do you feed them? We're not taking uh, the cats you, in. You, you don't, you don't want to feed them, man. Cause okay. then they, yeah. Well, get... So here's what I might do is charge admission to my backyard because everybody that walks by, there's like four to six kids. Yesterday there was a mom in a stroller with her, and they're just coming in through the backyard and they're, they're looking at the cats or they're feeding the cats. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, if they're feeding them, then they bought them. All right. If you feed the cats, then you're cats now. But like, That's what you should do. I, I don't. And so I think I think what happened here. I haven't checked. I got to check with Steph. But I think what happened is the neighbor saw too, uh, saw the cats and called. What do you call animal control? Animal control, or something, whatever it is. Yeah. Like I think animal control. I'm getting like possums out of my house and raccoons. <laughs> I don't feel like cats, but well, I guess you call it animal control than, than the pound. Well, the latest update I heard on the cats is well, we'll put it on the list, but like. We're really backed up, and cats are far down the list of what we will go pick See, up. And no one wants get to take a cat in. Yeah. Because I'm sure like they're probably getting snakes and alligators and yeah. like bobcats yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. That happened with the cat that's here. So what's happening to the what's, what's, Oh, there's like a million cats yeah. out here. Well, so they wouldn't come what's happening them. with the cats, then? What are they going to do? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking Dude, you people gotta, like, uh, what to do. Like, I'm not doing anything. I'm covering football right now. Well, I but, think you, what you do is you throw them in your truck, but, and you take care of it, if you know what I mean. Oh, my gosh, dude. I don't, no, I'm not you saying, are going to have no, PETA after. No, I'm not <laughs> saying take care of them. No, 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 I'm not saying off them, unless you want to. But I'm saying you take them out to the country, just drop them off. Just let them go. It's oh, like Old Town yeah, no, Road. I'd take your, you know take your cats to the Old Town Road. Go ahead, man. man. Don't, don't listen to me. I'm going to let those cats start to get initiated with their surroundings at your house, and soon enough they're going to be going through in and out the door and everything, going through the fridge. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to see how this pans I out I was literally on a call yesterday on the back patio, the lanai, as, uh, as we call it down <laughs> here, right? And I'm sitting there, and I'm on the phone call, so I got my AirPods in, and I have my computer up, and there's... People that come right across my lawn, and, and I don't care about this stuff, yeah. but they come right across the lawn, they go well, to visit the cats, man. First of all, two things I, that are offending me. Number one, that you said you were AirPods. We're going to talk about that later. Number you two, don't like AirPods? No, 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 no. We'll talk about that later, though. But the fact that you're just going to let people walk across your lawn, man, your lawn, to come see the cats? Come on, man. I don't care. First of all, I don't care. Dude. I know, but I just want to. Ch- I think I should start charging admission. Well, either charge admission I think or I'm get them out of there. out there. Like, he'll sell lemonade and tickets to see the cat show. <laughs> I'm not going to take it in the direction I want to take it right now. But, uh, well, no kidding. You've already off the cat. <laughs> I've been off by, like, you can take care of them. You can take them to the country, and I'm sure. Just put it. Put it on Craigslist or something. Say you got a couple kittens available. I'm sure someone will take them off your hands. I just don't like cats. I don't like talking about cats. But there's some and animal I lover out there. Like, oh, you have to bring them inside. You have to take oh, no. them in. No, no, they're, I ain't taking the, the cats in. Hey, welcome to the jungle is what I say. <laughs> Deal with it. Welcome to Jacksonville. And now you, you you get the air uh, the AirPods too though, huh? Why don't you like the AirPods, man? So. I, I did a poll question on Twitter about the months AirPods? ago about which headphones to get. 
Yeah. And I, AirPods won. So okay. once again, it's like I'm on the gram and I got AirPods. First of all, you said the gram. We nothing we, we, we to do with this. you. I always thought you were the cool guy on the show. Oh, I'm the cool but guy. It happens to be I'm the cool no, guy. No, I'm show. the cool guy saying I don't like the AirPods. I think Koo's gonna agree with me. Koo's AirPods, right? No, nah. it's like an internet thing. It is an internet thing, and it's not a good internet thing. Let's just say it like that. Because think about it, Brent. I'm sure you spend. I don't know. I don't know how much AirPods. Probably a hundred bucks, whatever. No, like a hundred and eighty bucks. <clears throat> not helping your case right now. So you spend hundred and eighty bucks for some AirPods. Is the sound quality that different than the regular ones you, you plug into your phone? No. Be truthful. No, but it doesn't have the thing. Well, I understand that, but just get a get a Bose. Why don't you just get like a Bose pair with sound quality? You basically bought... Because those are like $300. No, those are 180 man. I, I've been over the prices. Oh, those so, are 180 So at the end of the day, you're just telling me I got ripped off by Apple? You got like, ripped what off the by, hell else is new? You got ripped I get that <laughs> every month. You got ripped <laughs> off by Apple. I'm just saying there's some people out there that may not think they're the most fashionable uh, things to wear. Just saying. That's my that's my opinion. I'm not an AirPods guy, but once again, Brent, I don't have the grams. So on, what do uh, I know? The number one night evening show, ninety five point one WAPE. What would WAPE say about AirPods? You give it to him straight. Tell him what the internet says. Don't be, don't no, be no, intimidated no. by, by Catman over here. Tell him what the internet I would, says. I would say the internet makes fun of it, yes. and that's where I would come from. I would also say I can't ever keep those kinds of headphones in my ear. They They're always not fall bad. out. I agree with you on a lot of them. These are not bad. They don't fall <laughs> out. Oh. Well, see, no. So maybe I would check it out because I would be interested to see the shape and how it would not fall out of my ear. Oh, because so now you're going to purchase a pair as well? No. Oh, okay. You think I can afford that? You guys are putting the whole show in jeopardy. By the way, I'm just saying. I got him in my pocket. Oh, he's got the little case for him no. too. <laughs> Dude, oh, Brent, come on, man! I hold you to such a high standard. You're, are these not like? I look is up, really what that wrong look with right this? now is like wearing a, a shoe and then putting a flip flop on. Like <laughs> you got two headphones on. I can't even. I can't look at you right now, man. Yeah. The, you know what else? The internet you, doesn't like AirPods. You know what right? I like about the AirPods too? In case I I miss my IFB for TV, yeah. like it's I don't have it. Yeah. Well, now I can put the AirPods in. Yeah. And I've got. You know, it's not like uh, you, you can kind of not tell it's there. Although I would like it to be a little bit more or less uh, noticeable. What you're talking like the bows are they a little yeah. bit more or less like they just the, stick in your yeah, ear? Yeah, they're a little more sleek. It doesn't look like you just cut out the cord of of your regular um, headphones. Well, the good thing phone. is hopefully the kids uh, are listening. Because they keep begging me for AirPods, and you just told them it wasn't cool. So well, now I don't have to. They don't have to get them. I guess I'm you not the cool, cool kids. I feel well, like listen, I've proven that universe. for seven months. You're not the cool one. I feel like I'm living in an alternative universe where AirPods are the thing and whatever, man. And cats are cool, whatever. Well, no, I never said cats were cool. Okay. I just said I didn't want to pop hey, the cats like I, you wanted well, me to. I'm just saying. Which we did get feedback about. I would imagine we did. I didn't did. say to kill the I, cat. I, I said you take the cat to the country. Did, it said it sounded. He said take care of it. Yeah, you take care of them. It sounded just as much as I said about prostitution yesterday he said about cats. <laughs> there is no line that we will not cross on ESPN 690. I'll tell you that. All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, I am going to get to the Anik Ngakwe situation now that the so, cat Brent. episode is done. Yeah. It's next on ESPN 690. We'll put a bow on the show with number 91. Is he going to get signed? I'll tell you why I don't think so. Next. Oh, man. You, the, uh, Austin's getting, he's like, man, there are a lot of cat fans on here. <laughs> Let me preface by saying this. I am a fan of Jaguars, okay? I'm not allergic. I've been to the zoo. 
Never been, uh, never had my eyes closed shut because of a Jaguar in the cage, okay? And uh, I'm also getting AirPods are very cool. Yeah, so you might be doing a 180 on that. Dude, I'm just, whatever, man. I'm <laughs> just the outlier I, I do think, of a I lot think of Kuz brings up a good point. Though he brought, there is a little bit of a stigma, and I've been guilty of it. Like, I'll yeah. be out at the ball field, and I'll be talking on the AirPod. And the one thing I don't like is when people don't, like, you have to kind of say, yeah, I'm talking, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, or you just look like you're talking to yourself. Um, which you should talk to yourself sometimes. Yourself's your best friend. But uh, the so I get that stigma that you're talking about. Like you kind of said, oh, you must uh, have a gold toilet too, right? The the guy that's wearing the AirPods. So yeah. I understand that part of it. Okay. Uh, I do. Um, but there's also apparently a website that says they're very sexy. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> I, the first thing I typed in on my computer, are AirPods lame? And all of a sudden it comes up, are AirPods sexy? So yeah, whatever, man. All yeah. right, let's talk some football let's real quick. Please, yeah. for the love. Yeah, let's talk some football. Uh, one, one football thing, Nathan Peterman, who's taken more heat than any football player outside of Tim Tebow in the NFL in the last, like, eight years uh, from Bartram Trail and in, in Jacksonville area, uh, growing on John Gruden, apparently. John Gruden with some nice things to say. He's out in Oakland, and uh, he's a fan of him. So uh, good for Nathan Peterman if he's winning the coach over and see if he, uh, his NFL career will continue. It was off to a rough, 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 rough start, uh, of course, including an interception here in Jacksonville that Jalen Ramsey picked him off to seal the deal in the uh, wild card game. Wild card? Divisional? First round of the playoffs, whatever the heck it was. Um, Brett Martino, Austin Lane, uh, Justin Cousart here on a Tuesday. High School Media Day was pretty awesome. If you want to check out all our coverage, two-and-a-half-hour webcast. If you're uh, part of the high school scene, uh, there's a good chance we talk to you today on CBS 47, Fox 30 here on ESPN 690. We announced we're going to do our Game of the Week on uh, ESPN 690 every Friday night. It uh, will be broadcast. Myself and Kevin Sullivan, uh, former coach at Jackson, uh, Ed White, and Atlantic Coast. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer in the state of Florida, and he will join me on the broadcast for those, our game of the week on the TV side for the Friday Night Blitz. And then, uh, like I mentioned, two-and-a-half-hour webcast today on actionnewsjacks.com and our Facebook pages on Action News Jacks and also here on ESPN 690. So a lot of high school football covered. Jags were back on the field today. Big story, uh, or at least a big Quote, Quincy Williams, uh, named pretty much the yeah. fastest guy in the football field right now by Doug Marone. He started the morning off with that. That got D.D. Westbrook's attention. <laughs> and uh, he said he couldn't agree with the coach on that one, uh, which will be a, a lot of fun to follow up on. In fact, we'll hear from D.D. Westbrook coming up tonight on First and Ten Training Camp on Fox 30 and CBS 47 at 11.15. But back to what continues to be a big story and – at least the development from my point of view. I started the show today and have said it now a couple of times, and so I'll reset it for you if you're just jumping in. I now believe that there's a, and you've asked me to put a percentage on it, so yeah. I'll just fill in the blanks with it. I think there's a 90% chance a deal with Yannick Ngakwe doesn't get done. And uh, everything I can gather, um, the temperature of this thing the last week, uh, the latest on this uh back and forth or lack thereof, uh, has not a deal getting done. And and that's the way it sits. And that's the way it's that's where it's at. And I think the other part of that is I can't see Yannick Ngakwe sitting out the year. I think he's gonna play this thing out on that two million dollar contract and bet on himself and see where it lands. And I, I think it's, it sounds ridiculous almost coming out of my mouth that way, 
But that's where it's at. And I'm telling you, that's where it's at right now. And, and the reason I leave a little door open for it, even though this is nowhere close to getting done. The, the people that say this is close to getting done, now watch, it'll come out in like the next hour that it's done. I can't uh, wait. Uh, yeah, uh, because it can go fast. Yeah. But people say it's not close to getting done, people. It's not. It's not. There's there's too much angst and emotion and whatever else uh, from everything I can gather. So, And I don't think it will. But I do couch it with this part, and we know this, and we've discussed this at length for the last few months, and that is it just takes a phone call to get the things going again, you know? And and it it just doesn't make sense to me to have Ngakwe playing on a $2 million deal in 2019. I, I just don't see the benefit to the player on that. Even if it feels like you have to swallow pride, didn't get the best deal, uh, check your ego, any of those things, I just have a hard time believing if I could play for – Whatever the number is, I mean, 18, 19 million, upward around $20 million a year for playing for $2 million this year in this sport and how things can change. I just, I can't put my arms around that. But at this stage of the game, here on a Tuesday, that's where it's at. And it's not close to getting done. Now, again, we have that deadline coming up where I think that's the next twist in this plot. And that could be the next potential twist is that. Well, as we get closer to that August 6th, I think somebody said today, August 9th deadline, 30 days before the start of the season, where the unrestricted and restricted free agency, do they get back to the table? Do they open the door for communication? Do, do the emotions and egos and all that stuff get checked at the door and, and the betterment of everybody come together and say, let's get a deal done? I think it could still happen. I'm hoping it can still happen. But right now it ain't happening. And there's something we haven't talked about yet at all as well. And we, let's think about this. So you, we think that, well, you think there's a 90% chance that Ngakwe does not get a new contract, which would assume that he plays out his rookie deal pending he doesn't hold out and just say I mean, he's not playing, which is not going to happen, I don't think. So that happens. What happens with the fines now? Because let's think about it. Usually when these situations happen, a player does sign a new contract, and the fines that he that he acquired from sitting out of camp – those going underneath the rug, right? Because you signed a new deal, and part of the new deal states that you're not going to get uh, fined for missing training camp. If he was not to sign a new contract and show up with his rookie contract, what happens to the money that he got fined for missing training camp? I mean, are, are the Jaguars going to be cool and just be like, eh, it's okay, you know? I mean, we tried to talk in contract negotiations. It didn't go over so well. Um, you know, we'll put underneath the rug. Or do they just go, listen, rules is rules, and you owe us this amount of money. Because it's a big chunk of money that he owes right now. Yeah, it's, well, it's over $300,000 in yeah. fines now that he's already accrued. And if you're only and, making $2 million a year yeah, off your rookie only. deal, um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still uh, unsure and haven't been able to get an answer. And uh, Get some CBA folks. Don't you you got to still know NFLPA folks, I mean. Yeah. I mean, we got to find you, out. You want to make some calls no, here? Well, well, we, I want to find out, and I, don't, I really don't know this, and yeah. I haven't been able to find out over the last couple of days, so I'm hopeful to find out, is do you get fined for a day off? Like oh, yesterday yeah. was a day off. Do you get fined? Do you get fined for the report day? And I think you get fined for the report day. I'm not sure about the, the scheduled day off. I don't know if that counts. Mm-hmm. I would I would say no, but I don't know. Uh, so I, I'd like the answers to that because that will change. I mean, heck, it's like, what is it, like $40,000 a day? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a good amount of money, any money you can save at this point. Uh, it, it's Again, I just want to – if you listen to the show yesterday, around this time, I said, hey – 
I just see cooler heads prevailing, and they'll get a deal. The smart thing is to somehow get a deal done for both sides. Mm-hmm. I don't think either side has to cave to the point where, oh, throw the hands up and, oh, all right, fine, you got whatever you wanted. I just think there's enough middle ground, and why are they not even at the table? Yeah. Well, I'm sitting here 24 hours later than saying that yesterday and saying it's still no good. It's mm-hmm. not good. And yeah. it doesn't look good. And that's I'm keeping the window open because I think a phone call changes that feeling. But it does not look good. And now the next thing will be this deadline. And when does Yannick Ngakwe decide to play or does he decide to sit? And I can't see him doing that. I just can't see him sitting out completely. That, yeah. that to me, doesn't make sense because you want to still bet on yourself and – go have a monster season and then force them to pay you a ton of money or not even franchise tag you or trade you or or whatever. I guess that's the next development in this. Does this reach such an impasse, which I believe it's already at, but does it reach the impasse where they force a trade and try to do that? That's, I guess, a card that you could still try to play. Yeah, but you got to think, Brent, with how many days left until that the, the tender goes up to a restricted free agent, you don't have a lot of days. Yeah, a to, yeah, so you got about a week to put him on the trade block, try to get the best deal for him. I mean, there, that's a lot of things got to happen in, in the span of a week. Um, I'm not confident with that. But listen, I'm I'm torn here because you want to see, as a foreign player, I'm all about guys getting their money, right? I'm all about Yanni getting and, money. And, and, and he deserves it. At the same time, I'm also a fan of players that believe in themselves. But And I'm all for that as well. But, man, going about it this way, where you're going to play on your rookie contract now uh, with the risk of knock on wood injuries and everything, man, um, I mean, obviously you want to see him succeed, but there's always that risk, and that's what sucks. Or if he has an, even an off year, it's going to hurt him, man. This is uh, He's taking the ultimate risk here. Yeah, if he does, if it, then, don't get again, I, I, are we doing another plot twist in this thing? I think it's the way things have gone. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but uh, the latest plot twist is I have like no confidence as things getting done. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Yannick Ngakwe situation. It will enter day eight of a holdout tomorrow as the Jags hit the practice field. Keep in mind, tomorrow and Thursday are open to the public, and then that's it uh, yeah. until game time. So. Uh, get out there tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, we'll see you out there as well. We'll see you on the TV side coming up in a bit. CBS 47 and Fox 30. Thanks to Denard Robinson for checking in. Good luck with the two for Tuesday and the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Hope JR has a great time from Dreams Come True. For Stuart Weber, Coos, Austin Lane, I'm Brent Martin. We'll see you on the TV side in a bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.